things you own end up owning you. What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. Today's guest is Steve Bussinger. I heard about Steve through my friend Kyle Mamunis. Uh, Steve and Kyle host a podcast called Nutrition Deconstructed. If you haven't checked it out already, I can highly recommend it. It's a great podcast to listen to if you're interested in the nutrition sphere, and they cover a lot of different topics. This is my first time talking to Steve, so I just kind of wanted to get to know him. Uh, On my show, Steve and I talk about his visit to the motherland, Russia, of course, uh, which I didn't know about. And we talk about his journey so far in the health world. We talk about his thoughts on Dr. Ray Pete and uh, lots of other fun stories. Um, I hope you enjoy this one. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually, I wanted to move. I was going to go live in Russia because I was going to go to school in Russia. Get the fuck out of here. Really? So yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna ask you about it. So like, I saw your Instagram, and I was like, "Oh man, this motherfucker's been to Russia. Respect." Yeah. I saw you at the like Moscowski Государственный Университет, the uh, yeah Russian university, you know. And I was like, "Oh, this guy's been around." So how, how'd you end up in Russia? Uh, well, I mean, like as far as like why I was interested in it, that's a, a longer story. But how I ended up there was um. Uh. Well, there was a, oh, I decided to basically, and it just so happened. So I was learning the language. Mm. Um, and one of the channels that I was, uh, paying attention, you know, following mm-hmm. a Russian with Max, he's got a really good channel. Um, he, his, um, girlfriend was actually also the, uh, the director of a, an English language camp. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, yeah, she, they were, so they were advertising it. And so I applied for it and, and so got you, in. And so, so you were out there for a few weeks or how long were you out in Russia? Uh, about two and a half months. Oh, wow. So you really, I thought you were just yeah. there visiting. So you really uh, got to spend, so you know some Russian then. So let's hear it, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. Very good. It's good. I like your uh, R. You can roll your R. It's impressive. Yeah, that's like the hardest thing for Russians, you know, that come here, um, learning English. You know, the R's yeah. and the W's. It's a motherfucker, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. everything sounds like you know, like red. You know, there you go, <laughs> and then like W becomes because we don't have that what what. Right. We have a it's V, a, like a V. So or, we just yeah, say yeah. like what instead of what. They say yeah. what you know. What are you talking about? You know, and it's like this <laughs> yeah. fucking you know. And, yeah, another one I like is uh, there's not really like an equivalent for like our H sound, like Harry or like oh, happy. Yeah. So it's yeah. So it's like, it's like <laughs> happy. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few English to Russian, not a good combo, and vice versa too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. certain languages, like for example, Spanish for a Russian. It's pretty good because you have like rojo, you know, pendejo. Yeah. They, they they have those sounds. Yeah. I think I think you can almost say I think like German too. Like German speakers can do a good Russian. Yeah, yeah. German well, German has a lot of weird shit too in there. The all the like schlafkinwa, you know, like all the weird mouthy kind of words. Well yeah. Um, but I meant like a German speaker mm. could do good Russian. Oh, Russian. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but like the, but the yeah, combo. I, I think of... I think it's just Russian. I don't think like Russian speakers are really like suited to like 
almost anything to speak yeah <laughs> what are you trying to say no but like i said seriously like spanish well, is okay it, it just sounds so like it's very like particular like there's a mm-hmm. very like actually when i was learning it uh one of the one of the books um they like go through like this like basically like how to like position like your mouth basically to, oh yeah to do it like, and it's like right yeah and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and then uh yeah and like the slavic languages in russian like you just hold your mouth in such a different way that's why everything just sounds so different yeah, yeah. and i think like probably like stuff like like chinese is different too because yeah, like i, I remember say that yeah. i was yeah i was like taking so i was like doing the the course um you know doing like an online course and so there's obviously and as like a foreign student like all the foreign students going to to Russia and whatnot like most of them are like Chinese and a few from from like the Middle East and stuff like that and so it was kind of interesting to hear like different foreign accents mm-hmm. yeah um, Chinese and is I the, think like the, the like Chinese is like the same it's the same thing it's like they just sound dumb in like every yeah. language they speak. yeah that one is like so far off like if you're a western person you know if you're not Asian at all like that one is just like completely off the map like Russian is at least somewhat accessible I think you know what I'm saying yeah. but compared to Chinese where they have like you know how they have the same word but the the what is it? The tone the of pitch. it, like it's like yeah. the pitch. There you yeah. go. The pitch yeah. of it makes it a different word. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, that doesn't make any sense, you know, to like a Westerner, you know? Yeah. I mean, I kind of like it. I was learning Chinese for a little bit, but it's uh-huh. just, it's very daunting. I think. Yeah. But I guess like, I would want to like to like, I was doing like the Duolingo course, um, you know, for like a week or something like that, and I wanted. I wanted them to like tell me like you know how they get like from one symbol to the next like what is what does this mean or whatnot because nah bro like, <laughs> it's so complicated no yeah there's got to be like some kind of like program to it because, no way but I guess not you I, know with I Japanese kind of so. I have like a Japanese friend I have a, I have a few there's a, there's a whole Japanese area here and stuff in LA and um anyway so I have a few Japanese friends one of them was explaining to me like he was explaining to me the word for um, bush. Um, and he like drew like, you know, whatever the characters are. Right. Yeah. But it, it was like, it was like one like little stick, let's say, you know what I'm saying? Just like one little line. And then he yeah. said, if you want to draw, say tree, it's like two little lines with the same other stuff around it. And then if you want to say forest, it's like three other lines. And th- <laughs> so, so Japanese has some of that and Japanese is, I think oh. that one is, so you know what I'm saying? So, but seriously, that's, so he says a lot of words are like that where it's like, yeah. if it's smaller, it's just less of the same thing. And if it's bigger, if it's, it's more of the same thing. And I right. thought that there's was gotta, really interesting. There's got to be, yeah, there's got to be like some kind of order to it. It can't just be like, we completely just like, yeah, but, I've, out of their but ass. I've heard about Chinese that it's not like that at all. I heard Chinese <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But again, I don't know. I, I don't speak. I just at all. like, I find it really interesting, uh, just like how they construct words. I can't remember anything like off the top of my head, but it's like, uh, like, like, I think like Ni Hao mm-hmm. is Ni Hao Ma, right? Well, like, Ni Hao is, it's like, it's like good you. Uh-huh. It's like a it's like a greeting and like a little translation is like like how are you? Like are you good? You, you know You mean it's not like an English word, so you're saying how are you? It's it's different. Well, there. I don't even mean like that because yeah, even in like Russian a lot of the constructions are different. Totally. But different. just like um just like how they develop like concepts, like I wanna remember it's like something about like how they say like good morning or something like that. Like it's almost like it's it's very um 
what's the word? I guess like interrelational, like you, you like in, you kind of like interpolate the meaning, like based on like the different words in the sentence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't think of an example of that, but I think (laughs) I know what you're saying. (laughs) But see see what I'm saying though? It's like a completely different way of thinking. So that's why it's not only, it's not so much as like learning the words and learning the alphabet, like even with Russian, right? Like I bet you, you you were like learning and you were like, like grammatically, why? Yeah, because the, the case system is is, is retarded. It, it's seriously, it, it really is. I actually I like it. I actually, <laughs> my, my my personal theory is that like the ancient languages were all like that, mm-hmm. like a- ancient Greek, uh, you know, like Sanskrit and stuff like that. They all had like these highly complex like grammatical structure, and instead, uh, you know, like the modern like Western European languages, it's all done basically or I call it like a kind of like, um, oh, I can't remember, like, but it's like an elaboration basically. So uh-huh. it's like in Russian, most of the time, unless like you can express the same idea with a lot fewer words. Yeah. Or you um, can inter- interchange them. Like in, for example, in English you say, I love you. In Russian you can yeah. say, ya tibia lublu, which means I, you love, or you can say, yeah. ya lublu tibia, or I love you. It works yeah. both ways, and it doesn't. Yeah. And, and it's like, what's the difference? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. there, I don't know why there's a difference, it's, but yeah, there is. So it's like the yeah, it's like the same thing. Um, where, but in English, because and uh, particularly like more so in like German, there's a much more like rigid order, and oh, that's yeah. where the meaning comes from because they don't have like German actually, weirdly enough, has like more cases than English, but. I mean, mm-hmm. like you see, like this evolution of English is basically just like dropping like more and more like <laughs> grammatical complexity. Yeah, and basically, it's become like more and more of like a pidgin language, mm-hmm. where you just like say a lot of things. And that's like the that's what a lot of like pidgin languages are. Mm-hmm. Is like you just say a lot of things, and then uh, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I I know what you for example, like, but on the other hand, bro, it's like, don't you think it's kind of stupid that you guys have the word high h i g h, and then you have the word high h i, and it's like, why do I have to pronounce it? Why why don't I pronounce it high? Oh. Why is there a g h there? Why? It's just useless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and that's happening with like the British English to English English or American English. It's like. Like when they say favorite, you know, they put that OU there in England. Yeah. But we don't do that here, right? And it's like, I mean, I'm okay with that. Like, as, like I said, because as a person who's learning another language, English can be super confusing because of that. Yeah. Or like, what's the, thou, that's just like more, though. That's like really like superficial stuff, though. And I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of people talk about that, and I agree. Like, that's just kind of like, <laughs> that's just like what what happens, um, you know, with like the the non-standard spelling of English. And that's something I like about Russian is yeah. like it's <laughs> that that doesn't really happen a lot. Like it pretty much sounds like how it's supposed to sound. Yeah. I mean, there are like rules that if you like listen to natives talk and whatnot, like though they're they're dropping these vowels and they get you know it's it's very like lazy basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, yeah, like but on the other hand, like Russian is a lot more. For sure, it's a lot more extensive, um, like expansive. You you can make so many new words, you know, and it's yeah. it's so much, you know, because like you said though, the everyday talk people talk, you know, there's one Russian, you know what I'm saying? But if you read some books, I mean, there's some words that there's so many words, 
and they can be changed. And you know this probably, right? You've learned like, yeah. I don't know, like you say, microphone, microphone. That's easy because it's almost the same in English. Microphone. But I can say microphone. I can say microphone chick or microphone. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it's, yeah. it all yeah. means <laughs> microphone, but it's yeah. like a way of making it sound a little bit cuter or like yep, exactly. more harsher. And, and you know, like Spanish does that too, but they don't do that for all words. Like they have no, like... Yeah. Yeah, they have Russian like rojo, rojito, it. you know, or they yeah, say like papi, papacito. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but Russian, you can literally do that for do it with every like everything. Yeah, literally, exactly. not there's no exclusive words, and yeah. you can do that also with names. You know? Oh like yeah, absolutely. Any name. I think it's yeah, it's funny. Like everybody has like twenty different like variations. <laughs> like I, I, I met I met this girl and her name is like Alisa, and so I asked her like, what are the different names that that people call her? And like she like lists. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Days, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, yeah, it's fun. Like, it's, yeah, it's like a very like creative and whatnot, and kind of like it, it has like a more like, like intimacy, basically. Like, we're like more friendly and stuff like that. But I mean, it's kind of like, it's, it's like a, like a playful thing, too, because like you have like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I, I I enjoy it. I love it a lot. Like people are always like, "Oh, Russian's like so difficult and stuff like that." But yeah. I don't know. For me, it's a labor of love. Like right now, I'm actually I'm kind of uh, broken hearted about it because uh, because I couldn't go to Russia. Uh, you know, Putin disappointed me. He... Oh no! Did you get declined? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wow. Otherwise, I would I would be over there for sure right now. Wow. And what's the process? Can you wait and do it again and try to apply? Or I mean, I don't know if you don't want to. But yeah, I mean, like it kind of like forced me to like change my ideas about things just because. And when uh, this happened, is this just in the last couple of years? Because, man, it's been fucked up in the last couple of years between America yeah. and Russia. And, it, and the same um, going the other way, you know, like I was lucky enough. I, I have two passports, so like I had to renew my passport. And just just before they closed the um, embassy, the closest one in California to me is in San Francisco. So like I went there, I renewed my passport, and then literally like the next year they closed it. And like I don't know if it's open again, by the way, maybe open by now. But anyway, you know, ha had that like had I not done it, then I would have had to legit go to like Washington D.C. and like yeah. go go through this like super well, they have, long process. They have one in Houston. That's the one that I go to. Oh, look at you, man! You fucking know everything about it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But what happened is I was gonna go to to MSU actually, uh -huh. Lamanosov, and um, and and yeah, like I applied and and got in, and but then like the the whole pandemic, you know, thing started because this was like that that year, yeah, last year in 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I kept like asking them, I'm like, what, you know, like every every like month, because it started in like March, and that's when I was like. Started talking to them, and I'm, you know, like, what's, you know, what's gonna happen? What are they doing? And mm -hmm. so, you know, they just ended up doing like the online schedule or the online classes, and you know, their story kept changing. Mm -hmm. um, at first, they were gonna like let me do class because then, like, the problem is like there's such a huge like time separation. Yeah. Uh, between here and there, and hours. so I was like, "Am I gonna have to like be taking classes at like two a.m. in the morning?" Oh no. Uh, and they're and they're like, "No, well, you know, there'll be other students, and so we'll, uh, you know, 
have yeah. have classes for that. But and like then, all like many things that are sometimes done in Russia, it's kind of like half-assed. Like you're not getting a good clear answer, you know. And that that's one of yeah, the problems that, where a lot of Russians... and that's what happened eventually because yeah. yeah, it was just too much of this. Like I I did it for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, and there was one class, and so I was like, all right, well the one class, whatever, I can I can handle that, and then or actually no, what they did is uh i basically had like my own tutor for the language uh Mm. and so that was kind of nice because i just got to like work one-on-one with somebody because i was the only person like in this time zone like i said like everybody else is like middle east or or in asia Mm -hmm. uh and so i was the only person in this time zone and so i basically had like my own tutor uh and then and so I, I accepted that. I was like, okay, I can I can do that. Um, and then they wanted, and then like after a couple of months, they wanted me to start doing classes like with the other students for, for like the specialty because I was going to do biology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was so just going to ask um, you, yeah. So so you were just going to do like a biology, what like a major or a course or what is it that that you were applying for? Uh. I wanted to do like focus on like physiology and that's why I settled on MSU. Mm. So they have um, a program for international students to go and yeah. you, but you, but you're getting taught in Russian, right? Yeah. Oh wow, dude. So you, you like, you fucking <laughs> wanted to go full force at it. I like that. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that's how I do things. That's um, awesome. <laughs> uh, Cause I mean like, well, one of the reasons why I was interested in it, you know, besides like my own, uh, you know, love of, of Russian and like the interest in like the Russian culture and, and people mm-hmm. um, is, is that you had the, you know, the iron curtain for, for most of the 20th century, which is when most of the biological science was developing. And so the Soviets had a lot of like different ideas mm-hmm. than, than in the West or like there were certain ideas that, that got a lot more traction uh in on the soviet side and so you have like two competing you know it's kind of like like a culture of idea or like a a culture of like anything like bacteria and whatnot if you separate them and there's no contact between them they're going to develop differently yeah um and so i just wanted to have like easy exposure to that you know i figured if i if i learned uh, biology in Russian, it would be a lot easier for me to to pick it up. Yeah, you know, well, that's one of the things that kind of is is a little bit disheartening. It's like because because it used to be a lot more interesting to read some of those Soviet you know books and stuff about biology or physiology or exercise science, for example. I mean, they were like yeah. way ahead of their time comparing yeah. to much more holistic than yeah than yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the thing that kind of sucks is that now that it's not yep, yep. really like that, it's sort of starting to get you know all oh, yeah. oh, washed yeah, it's, together. It's, actually, it's kind of funny because you can. Obviously, like I follow a lot of like Russian people on Instagram and stuff Dude, like that. I did I not have, know any I of this, several... you know, before asking you to come on. I just I had no idea. I just thought yeah, you I, I you went to Russia a for a trip. For us because, because, <laughs> That's <yeah>. awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I ha- and I have like several friends as well that I that I met over there. Okay. Um, and so yeah, like my Instagram is like there's lots of Russian, and so like. And it's fun too to like actually get like that real perspective. It's a good way for me to like practice Russian without actually consciously like making time for it. And you get to learn a lot of interesting stuff. There's lots of like 
stuff that I've picked up that would probably surprise people, you know, like <laughs> you can just like you like dumb found some rush and they're like, how do you know that? <laughs> I mean, you know, the the good and the bad thing about social media, right? That that's the good thing, right? It's like you can because you can pick up on some cultural things, right? It's like, you know, I don't know, you know, humor, you know, humor stuff that you know. Sometimes you'll you'll watch a video. I have this experience all the time. Like, you know, I'll watch something in Russian. I'm like, if this was an American video, nobody would get it, you know, or vice versa too. Yeah. Like the other night, I was hanging out with a girl and we started watching um, Napoleon Dynamite. You've seen that movie? (laughs) Yeah. And I was, and she's, uh, she's from Colombia. And um, I was like, it, she did not get it. And I, I, from my Russian, you know, I'm like 50, 50, you know, I, I consider right, myself yeah. because I've been so, I've been in America long enough to be Americanized and I understand um, American culture and humor and Russian too, you know? And um, so anyway, yeah. so watching, you know, r- watching it from like my Russian self perspective, I was like, this is so fucking dumb. You know, it doesn't make any <laughs> yeah. sense. It's not funny. But then as an American, like, it's one of the best movies of all time, I think. I mean, it's a very, very American, like, you know, if you haven't seen it, you know what I mean? I think people should yeah. watch it because it's just like, to me, that's what like America, I mean, not everything, but it's just one of those very Americana things. That's just like, unless you've been in America, you would not laugh at it. You'd just be like, what like they're just standing there like this and he's just like yeah bring me the chapstick like that's not funny you know if you if you if you're like a russian like it doesn't make any sense but it is but see you're laughing at it but as an american it's fucking hilarious (laughs) yeah yeah i think well because i remember watching that i was like in high school when that came out and Mm -hmm. my entire friend group had seen it and i hadn't seen it (laughs) um and so they would just be quoting it and so i you know eventually I, i watched it Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't that funny watching it. The, the, the funny part is when you just like quote it with your friends like that, like like just now. Like that's what's really funny about it. It's is true. Actually, it's true. It's you so have to weird. like watch it. It's like a couple like times, a, baby. Right? It's like a textbook you have to read for class or something like that, and then you can participate in the discussion. But exactly. as far as like actually watching it, like yeah, it's pretty lame. <laughs> But again, like I know, but you know what? Like, like you said, it's like I picked up an old textbook and I was watching it, and I was like, "Dude, it's fucking funny," <laughs> you know? Like when he's like throwing food at the llama, and she's like, "Go feed the llama," and he's like, "Take it, you, st-, you know." I mean, it's funny, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I remember watching it in theaters, and this was like I don't know a few years that I've been in America, you know. So like I'm already slowly understanding the culture more and everything. But yeah, dude, I had that same experience. I was watching it in theaters, and I think I was with my brother, and we were both like what like what is going on it was just so dumbfounding you know this movie yeah yeah but what we were saying about like the so they're like the mm-hmm. the the diet trends that you see like taking place in like in like russia and actually the entire world basically they're just like copying like whatever yeah. america does because yeah. basically like all of like the all of that a lot of that development just happens here and then it just gets exported elsewhere because you have like these people who who also like oh there's lots of these girls that you know they'll like take pictures of like books and whatnot and then i'm like translating the title mm-hmm. and i'm like that's just like fucking tim ferris <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah, why, yeah yeah why are you reading a tim ferris uh, i know man that, that's what i'm saying that's what's disheartening to me i mean there's still you know there's still will always be a russia but like yeah, I follow a guy on Instagram, and he's uh, he lives in St. Petersburg, and he like this. I don't know. A couple of days ago, uh, I was watching. He he posted what he was eating, and he's eating um, 
soaked buckwheat um, and with like a, a green um, uh, fucking acai in it and some shit. And, you know, just all just vegan food. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's vegan now, you know, <laughs> and, I, and, and then I look at his profile more and I'm like, oh, yeah, he fully switched over to being a vegan. And, you know, yeah, yeah. For, for normal American vegans, this is stuff they were doing like back in like 2005. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that stuff has been around here for a while. But yeah. there, it's picking up, and it's cool, and I'm like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, keto as well. I know I've seen, like, several keto and even a couple of, like, like the primal, like, carnivore types as well. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah, like, the, the, the funny thing is, like, I feel like Russians and probably, you know, like, the former Soviet Union overall probably have, like, the most intact, like, diet traditions of, like, any kind of, like, you know, like, western or like white european people uh whereas like pretty much everywhere else in the in the west like a lot of like the the cultural tradition like culinary tradition has been lost mm-hmm. i mean that was something i really enjoyed a lot when i was in russia mm-hmm. is is eating the food because it's like i mean it's it's very well balanced like you got like your meats and they have like a little like like raw salad like a vinaigrette and oh a um, vinaigrette look at you man <laughs> respect bro that's like uh, uh, you know yeah beef, like, potato and, and, and starch and carrots yeah yes yeah, so, yeah. Just so you so have so like people don't you know meat starch and then like and then uh yeah like um you always have soup think, some sort of soup like borscht, yeah borscht or I, I don't know you know, uh, like akroshka. Have you, did you try yeah. akroshka? That's a cold soup. You ever try? So that's the weirdest thing. That that would be a very weird experience I, for I, you. Akroshka is um, ham, carrots, potatoes. Okay, they're all finely chopped, like every other Russian salad. That's the only thing. It's like it's a lot of the same stuff, just like turned in differently. You know what I'm saying? Put in differently yeah. with different stuff. Um, and then you pour kefir over it. Kefir. We, we say we say kefir in Russia, and it's I mean, cold. Yeah, I like to say it like that. That too. that would be like you know if 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 somebody's like I want to try some weird Russian food, I'd be like try try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean like it's really well balanced, um, and so yeah, I think especially like now that that there's a lot more economic security that really wasn't there before. I I think like overall like as a nation they're probably healthier. Also like no GMOs, and mm-hmm. it's funny because if you like look at like the like the what's like allowed in like the electromagnetic spectrum mm-hmm. it's like a hundred times it's lower. it's a lot lower yeah but that's like all of europe well not all western europe is starting to western Generally, europe at this point yeah. is just like ohio you know what i'm saying it's just fucking america by now but like yeah. you know the eastern europe is still keeping its kind of old school traditions like you said yeah um but you know it's 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 interesting and and you know i've talked about this with my russian friends too because it's because in America, there's this whole, like, health food scene, right, and health whatever scene. Like you said, the, the Tim Ferriss, the Ben Greenfield type guys. Yeah. But, like, in Russia, I... like, when I was growing up, my grandfather had a, a sauna in his backyard that he built with his hands. And it was not like a, like, oh, my God, he's a biohacker. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. everybody knows it's healthy for you. I don't yeah, know like why. Yeah, there's like this this whole tra- like there's all this this tradition like already there basically. Yeah. And they're basically like reinventing the wheel or it's like it's like why are you like I call it like the it's like the California. Why are you like why are you living like a Californian? <laughs> you know, you're like in Moscow and you got like you're doing yoga, yeah. eating like avocado. Well, that's what's happening, you know. Man. Yeah. And on all the other stuff and it's like all this stuff and that's not even like American. It's really just 
California, <laughs> Southern California specifically. Yeah. Or I guess, I mean, I don't know. Like, well, know, it'll Fran- spread. Like San it'll, Francisco, it'll spread. You know, LA yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I know my friends in Florida doing the same shit. They have, a, you know, our big Russian um, sauna, banya. We say banya in Russia. Um, you know, so it'll slowly start spreading, you know. But, I mean, back in the day when I just moved, I first moved to Ohio. I lived there in America. And I remember we'd go to the sauna with my friends and we'd put on. Did you go to a Russian sauna when you were in, in Russia? I did not, Banya? actually. Oh, you missed out, my friend. Well, next yeah, time you no. come, yeah, I'll take you. I mean, you. yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely We got to do a like boys to, trip. I mean, like... You with Kyle Mamunas, <laughs> me, we got to go. Oh, yeah. You guys would have a fucking great time. Um, in, in Russia, you know, I, I've, I've been trying to get him, like, can I've been talking, like, like gently like mentioning it to him now and now <laughs> Me and <too>. again. yeah <laughs> so there you go it'll happen maybe with both maybe with both of us working on him oh yeah oh able. it'll happen trust me it'll happen he's down it's just right now the pandemic all that you know i weird. know it, it fucking fucked it everything up so much yeah i had like so <laughs> i had like this beautiful like life planned for myself and it just it just ruined it mm-hmm. so your plan was to go there and just to study and there's is there like a length to the program or it was just like a two-year like a standard kind of thing yeah, it was like a, a four. I mean, for me, it really would have, been, would have been five years because you have like the one year of like the language, mm. they call it like the the preparatory thing, and whatnot. And so, and there will be like, and a, then like a do master's. Like four years. Uh, no, like a bachelor's. Okay, sorry, I got I got some uh, water in my throat there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> went down the wrong pipe. Um, <clears throat> so you were there for two weeks. So what else did you experience, man? What other things did you um what stood out to you? What what's most memorable? Um I mean I just I loved like going around. So how it worked is um I have to have like you have like about about a two weeks of like camp, like to do like a language camp and then I have like two days. So each time like if of the break in between, I would go and like check out like different parts of Moscow. And so it didn't feel like overwhelming and it was kind of like a different, like it, it's, it's fun. Like having like the Metro because you just like pick some place and then you, you pop up and, and you're there. And there's yeah. so much like, like each like section of Moscow is like different as I, for me, it was like, it was like Disneyland for an adult <laughs> basically. Cause like, you get lost Disneyland, in the Metro. You got like a different, or... like, like <laughs> thematic thing. No, but like some of them are like, super huge yeah (laughs) i get lost in the metro when i go bro trust me my brother lives there i fucking if without him i'd be lost i have no idea because that it's huge it's huge and like you said there's a lot of different areas to go and there's a lot of different places yeah so it's you just like every every time i would just like pick like a different place i'm like okay i'm gonna go over here eventually i kind of like settled on on a place that i liked most um kind of like over like on the on the eastern side Mm -hmm. um by like i think it's like basmani and mm-hmm. um it's like uh like Zilo, no, i can't remember Zilona, Calzo, yeah there's dude there's well, so there's many like this big this like big avenue and it's like that's Zim, that's yeah. not you know no, that's like, like telling <laughs> yeah that's what it was yeah it was like uh but yeah okay but it's just fun because yeah you can like there's like all these amazing places that you can just go and just have like a different like experience uh, <laughs> attached to it, you know. And you were there in the summer, or when were you there? Yeah. Um, okay, so that's a good time June, to go. June and July. Mm-hmm. 
and and yeah, I guess August too. Yeah. But I mean, you, you you've lived in Colorado long enough that you wouldn't be scared of the winter because the winter can get fucked up in Moscow, my friend. Oh yeah, people, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, people. That's yeah. Of course, people tell me that. And I mean, dude, you're just, not you're like... not going to like you know where I where I was born is uh, Petropavlovsk, Kamchatsky, which is uh, Kamchatka. Oh if you okay. Look at yeah. Russia, if you look at the very Siberia, peninsula, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not actually Siberia; it's past Siberia, so it's. You know Japan. Oh, okay. It's right above the Japan, and all, all of my a lot of my family members went there because you can just take a boat right down to it. So yeah. the peninsula, and there's the only city there. It's called Petropavlovsk, Kamchatsky, and that's where I was born. And that place gets fucked up snow because that's like, <laughs> like you said, and and yeah, we yeah. have volcanoes and we have oh, bears awesome. yeah. and uh, all sorts of stuff. And that's like that you know if you ever want to experience real russia <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that, that was definitely like on my my list of things to do afterwards or when i would go over there is yeah i was just i mean yeah i don't know if i was gonna leave you know during the summer or something like that or just like explore around russia just because there's so many so many places to go i definitely wanted to go to siberia because actually i also knew yeah. uh i read like the the Anastasia books, like the Ringing Cedars. Have you ever heard of those? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so so you want you want to go see the, I was the kinda, beautiful kinda... Mitten, forest and all that kind of <laughs> and birch trees and all that stuff. I mean, right? I was kind of fascinated by it, you know. But yeah. oh, it's I mean, there's just there's just like so much so much to explore. That I, are really... I explain it to my friends, like you know, if you take a, a flight from New York, direct flight New York to Moscow, it's somewhere around eleven or twelve hours. That's how long, you know, you cross the Atlantic Ocean. Usually they'll go over like Greenland sometimes. There's different routes, but it'll still take you 10, 11 to 12 hours, right, to get from New York all the way across Europe and then into, into Moscow. Now, if you take a flight from Moscow and go where I was born, which is the very end of Russia, uh, Petro and Kamchatka, that's also 11 to 12 hours. So that just shows you how fucking big, <laughs> massive yeah, Russia yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it has all the time zones. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy to tell you the truth, you know. Yeah, there's there's a couple of girls that I talk to that are like in Siberia. Oh, and so it's like funny Yakutsk because or something. Where are they at? Do you know the cities? Uh one is in Novosibirsk and the other oh, okay. is in okay. like Barnal. Okay. Novosibirsk is like is like bordering, you know, it's not like that deep in there, you know. I know, yeah, it really isn't. I but... mean, it's still fucking cold. Don't get me wrong, there's yeah, definitely exactly. bears running around, but <laughs> And just like snow packed up like above your head. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the other one she's in like Barnal, which is I guess kind of close. It's like in I think it's in the Altai region. Okay, well that's like, that's where, like Baikal. Up there. Oh no, yeah. that's down there. Oh, she's so saying Baikal. Ah, Baikal. I couldn't understand you at first. That's like by you know close to Mongolia. That's cold as fuck. That's Siberia, you know. But believe it or not, it's still like because it's you know southern a little bit. It's yeah. not that bad as if you go north. Like I said, like I think Yakutsk is the the city that they have the the just the lowest temperatures. It's like minus. I don't know, minus one million. You know, what I mean? it's just so fucking cold. Those things yeah. of you know where, where people throw water, hot water outside their balcony, and then it just freezes as it falls down. That's real. <laughs> That's how cold it is. <laughs> yeah. See, like you know, like I said, it's fun. Like that, it's fun for me for a month. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. fun for me for a month. But to tell you the truth, like the thing is that because it's. In Russia, that stuff lasts, well, not that cold, but just the things that surround it, like dirt and rain and, you know, yeah. just your car being so fucking dirty and covered in just, you know, black tar and all that. That stuff lasts for like a good five months, like almost half the year it's like that, yeah. you know, and that sucks. And I but don't then love the nice that. thing is like, 
then like the summer is just like paradise like it's very just like true. wonderful very true which, which uh, i so, don't yeah. experience living in america and especially la yeah that like springtime and then you just go outside and you kind of smell the trees and it's just this like you know it's not too humid it's a little humid you know just that feeling of like you said summer and there's actually butterflies flying around and stuff like yeah, that you it's know it's just like beautiful and wonderful it's almost kind of it's like this this like pendulum where it's like you get like the very like a harsh winter and it's long but then like it just like blossoms with like so much force and power into like this like wonderful summer it's very true and actually yeah and like ray uh he does like this he talks about this really interesting experiment that they were conducting in in st petersburg which is uh you know pretty far north like not not as far as like russia is concerned but like it's farther north than like most european you know cities mm-hmm. and like the the conclusion that he was drawing is basically like the really long days in the summer are actually oh, yeah. like what makes it like tolerable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you know like it, the red light and stuff like that yeah yeah you well if you ever well not let not let's not say ever you'll go to russia eventually <laughs> when you go to russia you got to go to st petersburg and experience uh, oh, white I did, nights yeah. when but but i'm saying white nights in may oh, when okay. it's yeah. when it's when you see the sun kind of go down and then it's like no fuck you it goes back up <laughs> And so it's just light all night, you know, it's, it's really cool. But in the summer, it's fun, you know, and I had that experience myself, like, um, I went in uh, August for the World Cup a couple years ago, you know, I think it was 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have gone to that. I oh, don't know you should have definitely did, gone. But I, I should have. Well, yeah. you know, I didn't, I never been to a World Cup, you know, um, I, so I didn't even know what experience would be. But yeah. It was fucking awesome. And like talking to everybody who was, you know, there was lots of Mex- lots of Latinos, like lots of Mexicans, lots of Colombians. Like, obviously, those motherfuckers love that stuff. Um, but talking to them, they genuinely were like, this is one of the best World Cups ever. And even me, myself, I was shocked at how it was so ordered. There was like lots of people standing there and helping everybody. And like they were giving you high fives and like you could ask all the stupid questions, you know, so it was like very well, just very well directed. And even myself, like I was really, I was like, damn, they did a great job. So it was like one of the best World Cups ever, they say. So anyway, being there, like I remember one time I woke up, this is like maybe a day or two, like when I just got there, you know, like, so I'm still like adjusting. And I woke up and I was like, all right, time to make coffee. Like the sun is up, you know, and then I go to the kitchen, I start making coffee and I'm like, man, I feel fucking tired, you know, like, <laughs> and then I look at the clock and it's like 4 a.m. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the sun, and at 4 a.m., the sun is already up. And I was yep, like, yep, oh yeah. my God, I just went back to sleep, you know? Yeah, yeah, so that it, happened a lot because like, that's what happens as like a camp counselor, you know, a camp <laughs> is like, the kids go to sleep and whatnot and then uh-huh. you guys just like hang out and you know late into the night and there were a couple of nights where yeah i'd be like walking back to to my building at like 4 a.m and <laughs> the sky like you can't really see the, the sun but the sky is a very like warm blue yeah yeah and the sun's gonna be up very soon yeah <laughs> and like you said man I, you know i miss that here like it's like here in in the winter too it gets so fucking dark it's like it's yeah. like four o'clock. It's that's, dark. That's, yeah, that's what I worry most about. Like, honestly, like I don't mind like the like the snow or or the cold. I think it's just like the really like long nights. I think long nights. But you know, I mean, you know, I have some friends that say like they prefer that too, the Russian way, because it's because it's like in the winter you kind of you know it's dark and gloomy and you kind of have this mode of like let's work, work, work. You know, just do do work and whatever. Show up and be there. 
And then when, as soon as it starts being spring and then summer comes around, you start having like, okay, time to vacation, time to relax. Yeah. And so like you said, there's this like, you know, flow, natural flow of like winter, yeah. summer, winter, exactly. summer. Yeah. Where like you said, or, I mean, and, yeah. and I think it's important, you know, because I mean, there's so many people in LA that like, it rains a little bit and it barely fucking rains here, dude. It barely <laughs> rains. And you know, and they're just like, they can't drive. They're like wearing, yeah. the girls are all wearing their Uggs, you know? Yeah, yeah. L- like it's a snowstorm coming, you know? And they're all like. That's, that's what it, that's what it's like here too as well. Like whenever it's like overcast because here it's like so sunny and everybody's used to the sun and the great weather and stuff like that. Uh, and actually right now is probably actually the, the, like the dreariest weather we have like all year. Because it's like our our like wet time, um, like basically from April through like June, even, you know, we'll have like stretches of like two weeks where it's just like overcast, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like, did I like move to Seattle? Or, <laughs> yeah. Now know? see, now that I would st- I would take Russia cold ass weather to summer any day over that Seattle bullshit. Like I'm pass i hard pass on that like you know like kurt cobain nirvana i mean i love kurt cobain don't get me wrong but yeah. you know what i'm saying there's a reason i feel that i think there's a reason that mu- that music came out of there you know what i mean just that yep. black hole sun won't you come <laughs> you know like fuck i, I can't yeah. do that rain I'm, i mean honestly yeah yeah you know? the like january and february i enjoy a lot more here just mm-hmm. because uh like it's sunny like there might be like snow and it'll be cold but there's sun. And so, yeah, yeah. like it, it really doesn't bother Colorado me at all. Colorado is a special place. A lot of people, you know, recently been moving out of here, obviously, to, to Texas yeah. and a lot of Florida. And Colorado is also kind of a big spot where people yep. move to. So you dig it. Are you up there in uh, elevation? Are you are you practicing Ray Pete's elevation tactics? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a, uh, a guy in, in one of the, in like the Discord chat, and he like asked me about it a lot. And uh-huh. um like yeah, I'm like a I'm a mile high basically. Actually, oh, wow. Wyoming is like so we're like like Denver is like the mile high city because it's 5280 mm-hmm. feet above, and so that's like a common like branding thing. You'll see like the 5280 company for such and such service and whatnot. Uh, but Wyoming's actually higher. Like Cheyenne's like 6,000 feet. Wow. But, it's, uh, but you know, an interesting thing that I noticed last year when I took a road trip. So I went out to like Michigan and Ohio and, and Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and I was kind of like experimenting with my diet. And so I was basically just like living off of McDonald's and Walmart. <laughs> that's fucking um, some, that's bald eagle <laughs> American flag with a shotgun <laughs> shit right there. My yeah, friend. yeah. I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it was, it was just because I wanted something, I guess, like I was doing the, the Tim Ferriss stuff where it's like, I don't want to think about what I'm going to eat. Just four At hours least... a week is all it takes, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that that McDonald's and Walmart, I'm always going to be able to find no matter where. It's <laughs> so true. So so McDonald's I would have for, for breakfast, I would get the coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like dump like tablespoons of sugar into it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, um, oh yeah, the, the McGriddle. Cause I always used to love that. Like as a kid, is the McGriddle, is that the one that's like two pancakes or whatever stacked on? T- yeah, kind of. It's like a biscuit. And then there's like, like a, a sausage patty. And then they like 
infuse it with like syrup or something like that. Yeah, that's so. made out of like yoga mats or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, the, the, the syrup, the syrup cov- covers up anything else. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I fucking, dude, I fucking love that <laughs> syrup too. That was one of the first things I had in America. Literally, dude. Oh. Wow. The second day we were in okay, America. Okay. So, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. No. Go. Go ahead. Yeah. I was no, just gonna, was gonna say that we just. Oh, you gonna ask me something? <laughs> Because like in Russia, McDonald's is like very popular and way it's more got, delicious, isn't it? It's got a lot of status and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, your girls will like finish their you know their aerobics routine at the gym and yeah. then take pictures of themselves. Yeah. Uh, with a beer you know, and McDonald's, right? Because we can get like beers at McDonald's and stuff like that. You know, I don't remember that, but like, yeah. Anyway, so they're at McDonald's well, no, because beer, it's got beer status. is not posh. Yeah, that's not that's the posh chicks don't take beer. That's the boys. The boys do beer. beer. Um, well, you know, it's just like anything. Like you said, like look, let let's take alcohol. Because, what's yeah? Because cool? I I went there. I went to to, to McDonald's. Uh huh. I tried it out because you know because like everybody's like, oh yeah, it's so great. And I was like, well, you know, maybe maybe <laughs> it will be better because I do genuinely believe that like. Russia's like standards for like their food are higher. Yeah. Because they're gonna be sourcing it from like Russian. It's not like they're like importing like American beef to do our they might. Mm-hmm. But anyways, the conclusion of my story is that I did go there once or twice and to me it just saying like the same the same bland crap that you get in America. <laughs> Dude, it's just like anything in life. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was gonna say take alcohol. What's cool to drink in America? Is it cool to drink uh, Coors Light and Bud Light? I mean, there's definitely motherfuckers that love that stuff here, and those those people should die. But <laughs> what's cool to drink? It's cool to drink like Irish whiskey, right? Or Scottish Scottish whiskey, or oh. or Russian vodka, right? Like if I tell you like, hey man, I got this vodka. It's made in Florida. Like you're gonna be like, okay, but if I tell you, oh, it's from Siberia and it's made by you know this one-legged guy that has one eyeball too, and he just like does it every morning and he uses snow, you know what I'm saying? Like some Orthodox monastery. Yeah, yeah, everybody loves it. Everybody, you know, when, like I gift it often. I'll go to Russia, I'll come back with like some vodkas that you can't find here, and people love it. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what I was. It. That's what I was gonna do. Is I I have. Uh... Um, my my dairy farm, one of the dairy farms, they they used to live in Wisconsin, and so they were next to like some of the Amish. A lot of people don't know there's Amish in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and they would have like these maple farms, and so they still get some of that that maple syrup down here. And so I was gonna buy these like gift, uh, um, you know, jars mm-hmm. of maple syrup and bring it over there because I don't I don't think they have like maple trees no. so like, have, like, maple like, syrup birch. is not like a big thing yet it will be i guarantee you yeah there's oh, yeah. birch syrup but it's not that good dude and it doesn't taste right so i was just gonna yeah so i bought some of these and i was one of them going to be something that i brought over there because mm-hmm. another thing i like about russians is like the culture of gift giving <laughs> like well, I, yeah. I really got into that while i was there it's awesome uh, and, I, I, and, I've, and i've lost that you know staying over here so long mm-hmm. um but just to finish up that point i was gonna say and what's cool to drink in <laughs> russia like, do you think it's cool to drink Russian vodka in Russia? No. Everybody looks at you like you're an alcoholic. I'm serious. Like, because it's associated with alcoholics, like vodka. Yeah. So what do Russians drink? They drink Jack Daniels, and they drink, you know, also, like, Amer- <laughs> American whiskey. No, I'm serious. Like, if you go yeah. to, like, a cool Moscow nightclub, all the about- cool boys drink whiskey. What are you going to say? Okay. What about Polish vodka? 
Nah, they're fucking boring. No. They're stupid. Okay. Everybody knows All that. Right. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But Polish vodka, there's a good one that's sold here in America. It's called um, Chopin, Chopin vodka. Have you have you tried okay. that one? It's, no. Cho- it's Polish vodka. I don't really drink a lot. Uh, mm. And when I do, I usually just have wine. I like uh, like red wine. There's um, uh, Malbec from Argentina. Ooh, that's usually what I get. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite, too. That's what I would yeah. always go for if I go for wine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't drink that much, too. But when I do, you know, I make it Russian vodka just to show everybody that it's a good drink. <laughs> you got to play up to the stereotype. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I was, like, doing in, in Russia, too, yeah. is you kind of just yeah, – you got to lean on that stereotype. Yeah, yeah. No, bit. but to tell you the truth, dude, I think something about my Russian genetics, seriously – I don't like whiskey at all. <laughs> like it makes me, you know, like I have that, like when you sip it and you feel like gagging, that's me with whiskey. I can't do it. Like no, nothing, N- even that like super expensive, like, I don't know. I can't remember some of the names, but you know, those like Irish whiskeys that are super cool and expensive. I just, I, ugh. but give me some vodka with some OJ in there. I'm good to go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the repeat approved cocktail. Oh, is it seriously? Is that the one? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's like the closest thing to one. And then you just put a little red light in it while you're drinking it, yeah. right? Because then... you have like the the vitamin C and and the and the minerals and and the fructose will actually help your liver process alcohol. Yeah, talking about another thing like where you know certain health things that are considered kind of you know uh, late, latest and the greatest things here. Whereas in Russia they've been around for a long time, everybody knows them. Like vodka, there there is definitely a thing though of like, well, it's the cleanest alcohol because it really is. I mean, it's just literally clean, yeah. clear alcohol. So you know, if you talk to somebody who's like, you know, give me something, I don't want to get too fucked up. Like they're not gonna say like take dr- uh, rum, you know what I mean, like or something like that because rum will you know ruin you. Yeah. Or um cognac, oh con- like cognac and stuff. So that's weird yeah. stuff. People drink that. So you were saying uh, you got into gift giving. See, that's like that's another thing where like in America and especially in big cities in America, what I fucking hate. Like I'll have friends that will just show up. Like I'm like, hey, I'm you know, I'm, <laughs> hey, I, like I'm like, I come over to watch the UFC with me. You know, we'll come hang out, and they just show up. What's up, bro? And I have nachos out, and they just start eating my nachos, and I'm like, <laughs> that that cool you would, asshole. You know, yeah, like thanks you, for bringing you would something. Get ticked off at that. Russian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's not even like. I don't know. It's just one of those things that's just, it's not even a question. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. You're going to just show up to the guy's house and not bring anything? It's not even like in your mind. Like, you know, if you're coming to, I mean, if we're just two buddies hanging out, of course it's different. But yeah. like you said, if I'm inviting you to uh, whatever, a party or let's hang, like, yeah, bring something. Like, so that's what people do. Bring some alcohol, bring some food, maybe bring everything, you know, and because yeah. I'm inviting I mean, you to my place. And I would do the yeah. same for you, you know? I think part of the problem, like, even if we wanted to like bring this back is it would be really hard because it's like, you know, everyone's like so particular, uh, particularly like, like, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm gluten free <laughs> or, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't do that stuff or something like Isn't that. that funny? <laughs> that's kind of like the, yeah. Cause like everyone's so, you know, there's not really like a common like base of like a cultural thing because yeah. that's what made it easier about gift giving in Russia is it's like, you can just go to the store and just like buy like some tea packets or something yeah. like that and be like, Hey, you know, this, yeah. like I, I heard you like talking about like this tea flavor or something like that. Yeah. Like, 
you should try this. You know? <laughs> and you'll know they'll get used because like everybody drinks tea. It's just like you yeah. drink tea. And if I and if for some god awful reason I don't drink tea, like I'll give to, I, I'll know for sure somebody who'll drink the tea, right? So it's yeah, like Yeah, so you know it's going to be a good gift because everyone drinks tea, but like here, you know, you could do that and it's like is that fair trade tea. certified tea? Because if it's not fair trade certified, I don't support slavery. Okay. Well, not e- yeah. Steve. Yeah, not even that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that, but it's just like, it's probably a good chance that guy doesn't even like drink tea or anything. <laughs> so he just, it's just going to like sit in the back of his pantry for, for yeah. forever. I, I miss those things a lot because I have that happen to me a lot. Like I said, especially in LA where just somebody just shows up and it's like, or another thing, or it's like, um, like uh, we go out to the bar and like, and I just say I'm gonna buy you a drink, and I just I, I buy a drink and I buy one for you without just it's normal. Like I'm at the bar, you're over there with a the chick or whatever, you're sitting down chilling. I'm just gonna bring you a drink. I'll bring me a drink. We'll have a drink. Then you'll probably do the same. And in America, like if I do that too, it's like oh thank you so much, and then they'll just forget about it, and then they're and then everybody's focused. It's all it's all very like individual. Oh oh, here's a perfect example. I thought of a better example. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most things where I just want to kill everybody at the tables when I'm when have you ever had those like big dinners with somebody at a restaurant? Like, I don't know, 10 people. And then you guys everybody eats, everybody gets drinks. It's all a mishmash of who got what. Then they give you the bill, and then some asshole grabs the check, flips it over, and starts writing down with a pen who got what and how much exactly like to the cent dollar amount <laughs> you owe. Those people need to get kicked in the balls. I mean, seriously. <laughs> in Russia, here's how it's done. We all split it. And that's it. You just split it. I don't care if yeah. you had three drinks and I had one and I didn't have. You just split it. Stop being an asshole about it. Stop. It's yeah. just so annoying. That's a very, very American culture thing that annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh- well, I'm glad you you, you got to uh, you know experience some different things. So, all right, so you'll uh, you'll get around there. Well, dude, we went off deep into Russia there, <laughs> and we could keep going. I mean, I, we'll yeah, come, I come around. I mean, you know, I wanted to say that you know I heard about you via uh, Kyle Mamunis's stream the other day, and I didn't even know that you guys did a podcast before. I just was listening mm-hmm. to you guys, and you guys brought it up, and I was like, what? Which is called Nutrition Deconstructed, which is a good, great podcast because it's a great name i think for this you know principle of like you know deconstructing nutritional ideas versus like taking versus like taking a stance on on a view you know and then just bending everything around your point of view to make it match like you know like sort of like what vegans do with like like b12 like they're like well everybody is deficient in b12 so duh you should all supplement you know it's not my it's not my diet that makes me deficient in b12 (laughs) or like the carnivores right which are like well you know at some point in history we only ate meat and so that's why we got to do that now that that's that (laughs) makes sense right perfect sense and it's like yeah uh, you know, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, just a great name for your podcast. Yeah, it was just like basically looking at things from like a meta perspective uh, because that's kind of what's missing a lot. Like one of the things we talked about uh, or in, in our recent um, podcast episode is that, you know, people will go through like multiple diets like this. And this is only becoming more and more common as you know, like lots of 
carnivores are usually like ex-vegans and stuff like uh-huh. that and so i think that's kind of like a real like missing area is this you know providing like a context for yeah you got like some some wind in your mic <laughs> i think i got some neighbors going down the hall here doing carrying some shit or anyone that's la dude at any oh. point in time there could be just a guy fucking mexican pops out of nowhere with a wind wind blower just <laughs> Just, <laughs> I fucking hate that too. <laughs> anyway, sorry to yeah. interrupt you there. No, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so I think that I mean that was something that I really wanted to talk about. Um, and there really wasn't like like a format or like a, a forum for that per uh-huh. se. Um, and so like the best thing to do is basically just to like do it yourself. You know, just start talking. You know, instead of you know, waiting for like somebody to do it. Yeah. You and know, it's so great. A, lot, a lot of the, yeah. Yeah. Because it's so hard to find people like that though. You, like you said, there's no, there's no place. If you go to YouTube or whatever, it's always like the repeat forum or the vegan forum or the carnivore forum. Right. And it's just these people that only, like I said, just they take things and they apply it only to this point of view. And it's like, everything else is just bullshit. Just listen to me. And yeah. So, you know, I mean, I wanted to ask you, how, how did you get into like, you know, even, nutritional deconstructing what was your did you have like uh i don't know were you did you grow up vegetarian or vegan or something like that like in a house and just did yoga every day or what's the story no no we're not very we're not very crunchy which is like (laughs) an adjective that i think that that people used to use like 15 years ago but they don't really use anymore yeah exactly Ah, yeah yeah, because like back in like the 90s i think is like when that started because yeah you had like the the yuppies and, and doing the yoga and, yeah, and eating and the, granola uh, bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the um this the guy in the speedos that does the yoga that stands on your back? You know what I'm talking about? What's his name? <laughs> uh, oh, Bikram, Bikram, Bikram yoga. You know oh, what I'm talking okay, about? Yeah. You ever seen that interview when he's like, "Woman will pay one million dollars for a drop of my sperm." You haven't seen that? No. Oh, dude, it's fantastic. <laughs> they this this lady is interviewing him and she's like, "What about all those sexual allegations?" He's like. They want my sperm. And then she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, there's women that will pay millions of dollars to get a drop of my sperm. And what, what do you want me to do? Like, that's legit. It's the best thing online. Go ahead yeah, and enjoy what, that. What do what they do with that sperm? <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, it's kundalini. It just goes up there, you know? <laughs> I'm just wondering because, I mean, you like if they were making babies with it, then there would be proof. But <laughs> Yeah, there was a studio here that got taken down and then in the last, I don't know, five years maybe that used to be. It was Bikram Yoga and then it's just gone and – because, you know, he got, there was a documentary that came out. I think it was Netflix. And it was like talking about all those sexual allegations with that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so those yuppies. Yeah. So like my, my background, um, actually, yeah, I was very fortunate um, that my mom took an interest in like nutrition. And she was doing, you know, pretty like uh, Weston Price, uh, Weston A. Price inspired stuff, you know, mm-hmm. even like as a, as a kid. Like we were never like super strict or anything like that. Like I always like to give my, my parents crap because they like, uh, they, they would like give me, um, like soda, like soda pop in like a sippy cup, you know, <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> um, but, uh, that's American shit, dude. I love that. <laughs> yeah. In, in Russia, just to interrupt you for a second there, I remember very distinctively being like, I don't know, seven or something. And we would, I had two best friends and the three of us would pull together some money 
to buy Coca-Cola because it just started being sold there. Like, you know, because before, oh, yeah. like you said, 1991, it wasn't, well, maybe a few years before 1991, it started being sold. But, you know, before that, you never could find it. You'd only see the commercials and you, with a white polar bear. And you're like, oh, my God, you know. Anyway, so we'd pull together and buy one of those, not the current, like, Mexican uh-huh. Um, Coca-Cola, but like the little old school American glass bottle versions. Oh, okay, yeah. And the three of us would like share it and it would be like, oh <laughs> my God, you know? Can you imagine to fast forward to now where you have those like, you know, half gallon or whatever. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> oh, I love that. That's, a, that's another thing too that people find like, that just like Americans just like blows their mind is that people in basically any other part of the world like don't really drink when they're eating something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mean like water or what? Yeah, just like anything. Yeah. Like even if you have like like wine or something like that, you're just like sipping wine. But you don't, you know, but it's like this like American obsession with like washing things down. <laughs> you got to, you know, like it's always in like the, the, the advertisement where it's like just wash it down with an ice cold Coke. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. why do you got to wash it down? Like. <laughs> Shouldn't you be like enjoying it? That's so funny, right? Like push it down. That's true. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's a very American expression. Like wash it down. Like you yeah. can't say that in Russian. Like pramoy is like what? It would it wouldn't make sense. It just would be yeah. lost in translation. That's interesting, you know. Well, you know, that's why we have like soup, by the way. Seriously, that's why, like, you know, in Russian culture, oh. soup is very much sore. Uh, th- they yeah. will serve you kampot. Have you tried kampot? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you know that that could be like, a, but that's again. Yeah, like, that, that that was one of my favorite things about Russia is oh. is the stalovaya, the, stalovaya. the cafeterias. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like the or the 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 Russians they would always call it a canteen. Oh, oh, the, those are the cool <laughs> ones. Yeah, I say stalovaya. <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> like I said, well, because they would they would translate it to because I don't think they like. Oh yeah, they would take like a literal translation. Yeah, that happens well, all the I'm, time. Well, that's like a like a British like that's more of like yeah. a European term. Like in, uh, yeah, because it took me a long time to like figure. I'm like, what is this? Like, what would I call this in America? And eventually, <laughs> I was like, it's, it's a cafeteria. Yeah, like it's a, not a canteen. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a Russian friend that comes to visit me often here, and. Uh, he he works here and yeah he'll he does it all the time he'll come here we'll be like in a building and he's like do you want to do you want to take the lift and I'm like lift asshole it's elevator get the fuck out of here that's in <laughs> that's in England you're an American now buddy <laughs> yeah with your rubbish <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny so your parents would uh, you know so they they kind of would you know I guess sort of like a Russian way right you kind of they applied some of kind of healthy principles but then you guys yeah. had ice cream and coca-cola on the weekend or whenever yeah, you felt sure. like i mean it. like it's pretty like relaxed and laid back which is like really what you should be like kyle talks about this a lot like he doesn't really have like a very like strict diet like you know he, mm-hmm. his big thing is like the his diet really shouldn't be a concern and i agree like i you know, if you're like on like some autoimmune paleo protocol and you're not getting better in two years, mm-hmm. then you're on the wrong diet. You're doing something <laughs> wrong. Yes. Because you're not getting better. You're just yeah. managing symptoms and stuff like that. So, um, like really, yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't really matter that that you go, you know, and have some like poofa laden meal with a bunch of like alcohol. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're gonna you're going to feel it. You're going to feel like crap or something <laughs> like that. Um, probably for many different reasons, probably Cause you, you know, you also stayed up until like 2am and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, but there's no but need yeah, to be it, like obsessive about it every day. Like if you're gonna yeah. have a, go have a pizza and with it, your and, buddies, have a pizza. Yeah, and it also shouldn't like debilitate you for like two weeks or something like that. Like, <laughs> like the famous like Jordan Peterson story of like you know, <laughs> some like apple cider just like. And you I know, was up all just, night. I couldn't sleep for yeah, two just, months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that poor fucking guy. I don't know, man. I have a. You know, I'm a little bit torn with him. I know a lot of people hate him. He's sort of like either hated or loved. Yeah, I mean, like he's a great like punching bag for people now. And yeah, so, like, yeah. I really like. I'm kind of like more like a con or, yeah. I just. Yeah, I think it's not really necessary. It's not. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, it was apple cider vinegar, right? He said I couldn't sleep for two months. Well, <laughs> well it wasn't that vinegar. Guy. It was just like apple cider. Yeah, oh, it was God. like you know. So and so you would think that yeah, like something like that. It's all it's it's fruit, right? So it's it's healthy. It's not bad. <laughs> um. So. So yeah, like I, I I don't think that you should really be too worried about about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so growing up, so how did you get into it? Did you have a, you know, like an initiation diet of like, I don't know, like I said, getting into some crazy diet and started to do that and then, you know, getting obsessed with it? Did you have that moment? Uh, no, I was actually pretty like moderate um, for a while. Um, I started like I came across like a bulletproof diet mm-hmm. in like 2012 and did that for a couple of years and then. I did a, I don't really know like what they, like what this, this test is. Like if people have had it before, they know what it's called or like what it is, but like, there's no like real good name. I think it's called CEDSA, like SEDSA. And basically you like complete this like electric circuit somehow. Like you hold like one, one like electrical node and like one hand and whatnot and mm. you like ask this machine questions yes or no questions you're talking about scientology then... bro that's scientology <laughs> <laughs> that's tom cruise shit right there what the fuck are you talking about i've done that i did that on hollywood boulevard they'll pull you aside you sit down you hold on oh, to yeah. these two tubes and they're like tell me about your childhood and you're like i don't know it was, it was all right they're like but was it really and you're like well, i guess no <laughs> and they're like it was horrible wasn't it you're like yes you know you just keep going <laughs> That's what they're doing to those poor fucking poor people. It, yeah. Okay, so you had like a test. So that was kind of your first thing that you remember, you know, like in the well, health so, world. So doing that was kind of like enough of like a push to where I actually dropped like gluten and mm. and dairy to do like the real paleo stuff. Because before then I was just like, you know, kind of like paleo inspired where it's like, yeah, I mean like, uh, uh, you know, I was following like the, the paleo stuff but i wasn't like full-on because it is you know as a regular american or you know just like anybody really unless you're like asian then like getting rid of uh you know gluten and milk from your diet is kind of difficult you know it's a lot lot of stuff very difficult so you've never Uh, done like a full like i don't know detox or whatever you know off of gluten took a month off or you just saying you kind of went back and forth with it well, so then I, I did it for a couple of years and I liked it because I did I didn't necessarily like feel better in any noticeable way, but I did like it felt cleaner, you know, probably because like as a result of that, I was getting rid of like, you know, eating like Snickers bars and like <laughs> McDonald's and stuff like that. Yeah, and just really cheap ass cereals and shit. 
Sorry about that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. you, I told you, they pop out of nowhere. I told you. It'll go away, though. I don't think it'll translate too much of the podcast, but if you're hearing this, know that there's a very handsome Mexican man that's... Uh... By the way, those things are fucking illegal. Seriously, you know that? There, there's oh, a law. Like the, the law that loud, well, it, the... they're not doing anything. Yeah. They're just blowing a fucking leaves and dirt from one side to the other side. <laughs> yeah. It's and, like the most American thing is like... <laughs> and they still do it, and no, but they don't enforce the law because you know, well, you know, LA is weird with all their politics and all their laws. But yeah, I'll be at parks all the time, and there'll be a dude blowing fucking leaves from one side to the other while I'm working out, and then I'm smelling. And those things run on gas, by the way. Talk about like yeah. environmentally, quote unquote, friendly, right? And it's just like, what the fuck's going on here? You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And so so okay, and so did you get into Ray Pete later on? I mean, what was your progression yeah. of stuff? So, there were a couple of threads that that talked about Ray Pete on the Bulletproof forum. And so I was like he was like on my periphery. On the Bulletproof? On the on Dave Asprey's thing? Yeah, actually wow. like that that ended up being a kind of like jumping off point for me. Like mm. I don't really know what it's like there anymore, but but back when I was on it, it's <laughs> just um, fucking butter coffee and everything, bro. That's it's insane. There's <laughs> there's a cafe out here. I mean, they make pretty good food. They'll they'll make like uh, steak and eggs, you know. Yeah. But it's all like you know, it's just dr- everything is drowned in fat, you know, because fat, right? Fat, yeah, fat. yeah, 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 yeah. And everything's butter and MCT oil. Yeah, I I got there like a rice bowl one time. It was like rice, ground beef, and vegetables. Seventeen dollars. Twenty two, something like that, bro. That's okay, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least seventeen dollars. That's like that's like a cup of coffee there. But well, it, when I was there, is like in twenty fifteen, like whenever they launched it. Oh, you went to it on Main Street. In oh Santa yeah, Monica? I was oh, gonna cool. be a. Uh, a is that the one in like Monica, like the first one or whatever? It's literally like the first Monica one, Bull- Santa Monica yeah. Boulevard. It's on Main yeah. Street. It's very close to the beach. You know, you're like yeah. that last street before you, you're hitting the boardwalk, basically. So you were there. Yeah. Well, yep, good, good, yeah. thing, good thing you didn't start working there, dude, because you go in there now, and there's just dudes with, like, nose piercings and stuff and, like, all kinds of weirdos <laughs> in there. So <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> no offense. Yeah, I was actually going to do, like, the, the bulletproof coaching. I went to, like, the conference and stuff no, like that. No, you so did I, I, was, I was way into it. <laughs> did you get the vibrational plate and stand on it and shit? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they got it in the cafe now. You can go inside. Oh, yeah, work. yeah. I think I <laughs> I can't remember. Did I do that there? I can't remember. But I mean, yeah, I definitely I thought about getting one of those at at one time. No, you can uh no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean like I don't it's uh I mean that's there's a lot of uh you know, biohacking is just like really expensive stuff like you're gonna you're gonna go broke trying to biohack stuff yeah i mean that thing is not cheap but i mean like you know <laughs> no, it's like what are you doing you're shaking i mean you know there's some truth in that exactly. science but what yeah. hey, how about what if you just get a tiny little trampoline for 50 dollars yeah, and exactly. you stand and shake on it ain't that kind of the same thing so it you know what i mean much. <laughs> so you i know. mean so my my theory um about like why like walking helps people you know you hear like old people all the time not really old people but like middle-aged people Mm-hmm. You know, be like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to like get a, you know, change my diet and, and start walking to like lose weight, like a New Year's resolution. And they will like they'll feel a lot better and stuff like that. And I think the reason why has nothing to do with like their diet or you know, depending on what the diet changes they are, probably not the greatest diet changes um, or like the extra calorie expenditure of walking. It has to do with the fact that they're now moving their body 
and every step is like a small like jump it's a little vibration and so they're they're mm-hmm. shaking their their lymph system because mm-hmm. yeah. normally most people are just like just sitting at their desk all day or sitting in a car or sitting at a couch yep you know so they're just not moving 100 so percent just, just yeah. walking at all is is a big thing. Yeah, it has to do like you said. I agree with you with the limp system because you can you can feel that like like you said you uh, if you eat like a really bad you know fatty meal and you just feel like shit and then you go to sleep and you or drink a lot of beer you know you wake up kind of feeling puffy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of like bloated puffy feeling. That's why it feels so good to go to the gym and work out. And then have you ever had that experience like you feel puffy and then you work out and you just kind of feel literally like you dropped some weight but like you haven't. You know what I'm saying? I think all that stuff just kind of shakes around and goes down and um, yeah, and you sweat it out. Russians yeah. do that too, by the way. <laughs> Very big to go to the yeah. gym or the sauna. I can't believe yeah. you didn't go to the sauna, dude. I got to take you when, you when you go. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That just like never, never came up. Oh, dude, that's like the most. We'll do it. We'll do it the real way. Then we'll go and rent at like a house because there's like houses you can rent that it's is inside. It's just a sauna oh, and there's okay, a room yeah. and you can hang out. Bring a couple of ladies if you want, but anyway. And so um, you you go, you know, we can rent a house, and if we go in the winter, you can find one that has a river next to it or something, and they'll drill, oh, yeah. they'll have that <laughs> hole drilled in the ice, and we can do the Wim Hof thing. <laughs> yes, we can go to the sauna and then go into the ice. Isn't that funny how that became such a huge fucking marketing thing in America? Where yeah. in Russia they've been doing that literally for over two hundred years. There's saunas that are still there's in Moscow. I think the oldest one is nineteen oh four something like that. Like like the first few years of nineteen hundreds. There's one that's still there. So anyway, people have been doing that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what were we talking about? So, I guess uh, so. Like you my, were saying, you bounce. That was your bounce. Yeah. yeah, that was like your bounce away. So you kind of discovered right. some people talking about Ray. No, actually, I discovered people talking about Jack Cruz. Oh, of course. Do you know about him? Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about <laughs> yeah. it in the last podcast a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I was doing his stuff for a while, and um, and yeah, it's it very fascinating. Uh, I think he has, like, terrible writing style. He really <laughs> needs, like, an editor or somebody to, like, because he'll just, like, go, like, talk about, like, I, I mean, he was like the first like major example of it, but I've like come across other people like this that will write like this. Mm-hmm. And I just call it like boomer writing because I, I don't know. I don't want to go into like a whole, you know, explanation of like what it, what it is, but it just annoys me to no end <laughs> um, because like, yeah. So you'll read like several pages of stuff and you're like, what the hell was he trying to say? It's not because it was like, <laughs> It's not because it was like anything like particularly brilliant. It's just because he doesn't know how to actually like explain it. He doesn't know how to like give yeah. give the idea to you. And so, um, there's just so that was like, like that. a big yeah. There's yeah. some people that are good at it. You know, like like Dave Asprey. You know, f- you hate him all you want, but he's very good at it, ain't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a very good. He may like, not be marketer. right, and he's usually yeah. not right. But he's very good at putting it down and people being like, "Oh no, he yeah, he makes it. He he puts things into like a very easy way to understand. I mean, that's yeah. that's actually why I got into it is because he put it into a system, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, "Oh, okay, now there's this system mm-hmm. that I can understand this like narrative, and and that's really what what got me into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then just kind of exploring. There was 
I think it was mostly just like one guy on the forum. I mean, there was like several guys that were kind of, you know, exploring and looking at different stuff. But yeah, so uh, they would, you know, talk about some of these other people on the forum, and I just ended up checking them out as well. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was mostly Jack Cruz for for a while. Um, and I don't remember like why, like what specifically led me to Ray. I mean, I do know there was a particular quote, you know, he was talking about, um, like the, like basically how we should like the, like the ideal, like way to live is like a, like a child and like Christmas, you know, this like joy (laughs) and like expansion and, you know, and just like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're just excited about life and, and you're curious and stuff like that. And so that just always stuck with me. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. eventually like, yeah, I was just like, okay, what does this guy have to say? Like, you know, and that's the hard part about Ray is like finding out like where to start. Yeah. Um, like hmm. it is a little bit easier with his website because he just like lists the titles Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of pick something that might sound interesting to you, uh, and I did, but it didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you got to be kind of well versed in the some of the of physiology yeah. and biology stuff, right? And you know, his writing style is a lot better. But there's also a lot of times where it's like, man, this is fucking dry. Like you got to be really into it to you know to be excited about reading it, though, right? I mean, it's, yeah, the average layman person is just not. The average Dave Asprey follower is not going to read that for sure <laughs> uh or like the jack like it was funny in the jack Cruz, they would just like make fun of like ray for like drinking orange juice and stuff like that <laughs> they'd be uh, like yeah he's just he's just got his you know like there was like this uh you know caricature of like ray just like having like an atrophied brain and you know just sipping on orange juice and whatnot <laughs> because you know they're doing like the low carb stuff so what's like the worst thing you can do is is have carbohydrates oh my god you're gonna get diabetes <laughs> just wait he'll get it eventually he's 80 something <laughs> but eventually it'll catch up to him right <laughs> yeah oh man um so yeah what like the i was like reading his like uh his article like the great fish oil experiment Mm-hmm. And that actually wasn't like very convincing, you know, because I was looking into that as like a counterpoint to Judge Jack Cruz because Jack Cruz is like huge on eating like fish and oysters, Oily fish and stuff. Yeah, right? for yeah. like the for the DHA and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I was looking into it as like a counterpoint, and that article didn't really like it wasn't very convincing to me, uh, just like what he was talking about. But he has other articles that also discuss it. Um, mm-hmm. And they were a lot more convincing to me. Um, the ones that talk about, like, it's, it was the it was the Burr experiments, like George and Mildred Burr, uh, like when he's talking about that, and just like, yeah, just like hearing about that stuff, uh, you can start to see it, it. So, for me, when somebody explains or like is saying, you know, comes at you he's like that guy's wrong or Mm -hmm. or something like that or like i'm right what you do is you to really convince me is you have to like obviously yeah provide some evidence for why you're right but also like evidence for why he's 
he's wrong, but he thinks he's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and so having like the George and Mildred Burr experiments, you know, seeing like how you get from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, you know, like, it's sort of it, what I like how, about how, race. How it all starts, basically. Yeah, but what, as, what as opposed I, to just like working backwards. Yeah, for me, a lot of the stuff that Ray writes, I like it because it lets you kind of make up your own mind. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's not. It's not like, like um, oh, Dave Ashby's an asshole. He's wrong. You know, because a lot of people do that. A lot of people yeah. do that also in a much nicer way, right? Yeah. Like, like um, you know, like like Ben Greenfield will do that sometimes too. Like sometimes you'll read something and it's sort of like this. Like there's this assumption. Like it's just like, oh, <laughs> of course you don't want to eat sugar, duh, asshole. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. here's what you do instead, right? There's a lot of that. It's like, like I said, I, I, you know, I'm putting it my way when I say asshole. But like I said, yeah. There's people that do that all the time in just a nice, much nicer way. And I'm also, I also, I don't really enjoy that either. I, I enjoy it when somebody tells you, like you said, point A to point B, how they could have got there from that point to that point, and. I enjoy it when somebody lets me kind of make up my own mind and think about it because it's so, it's so basic for lack of a better term to just let me yeah. to, to just say like, oh, that's wrong. Here's and, and there's why you know, so you know that it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, it just makes a lot more sense because like one of the things that I always find interesting is like how do we get these ideas? You know, wh wh why why do we think that that cholesterol causes heart disease like where'd that come from mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why why is like salt bad you know where'd that idea come from uh and so it's the same thing yeah with with the pufas it's like why where did this idea that pufa is good come from and so when you trace it back you kind of realize that like there's you know at best it's kind of like circumstantial like for instance like the cholesterol thing mm -hmm. that was something i knew about you know in my my bulletproof days because i think like <laughs> dave asprey talks about that like you know they they fed um you know a, a rabbit cholesterol mm -hmm. maybe even like oxidized cholesterol and they're like look look it's it's you know doing his uh it, it's uh you know blocking his arteries and whatnot it's like yeah because yeah, you're not supposed to feed rabbits because they're cholesterol. not eating cholesterol you fucking asshole yeah i know dude <laughs> that's or stuff. like or like uh yeah and the other yeah. thing too that's significant is um you know cholesterol is like one of the first things that we really had like blood tests for mm -hmm. and so it's a marker you know it's like this this thing like um i mean i people talk about like it this uh you know like the if if you don't measure it it doesn't improve mm -hmm. you know so like you need to like measure things or like my my kind of like corollary to that is like the things that don't get measured are what gets ignored <laughs> so like because we can measure cholesterol yeah and easily right it's like pretty on. easy yeah. to measure it yeah, right exactly. it's pretty accurate right if, yeah. if it was something very complex if if measuring cholesterol required for you to get a like a, a bone fucking scan like right you know what i'm saying if you had to like dig yeah. into your bone and get it out of there to measure it give you like a big shot in the fucking hip or something it wouldn't it wouldn't be the thing that we talked about right it would be something else isn't that interesting yeah yeah. So like just understanding like these circumstantial things like that's why that's why, you know, uh, reading Ray Pete is, is so interesting is because, you know, he's been reading for so long as like discovered so many things and not only that, but he's also been alive and reading things, uh, you know, 
like contemporary to a lot of these things. Like he's been reading stuff since like the 1940s, I think, because he was reading at like an extremely young age. And he said, you know, he said he would like read like medical journals. Mm-hmm. So all like through like half of this century, he's been reading and watching all of this happen. And so he has a much better like view. You know, it's kind of like like just remember like some event that happens today and your view of it. And then in 20 years, you're going to like read about it in like some, mm-hmm. you know, history textbook. And you're going to be like, that's not really how it went down. Yeah. Or at least it's not the way that I remember it. Right. Yeah. 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 And so just Ray like is invaluable for that alone. Yeah. You know, just having that perspective because literally everybody that's like an expert on, on nutrition today. <laughs> well, they're also that, like 32 years old, right? It's, it's like yeah. some guy that's like 30, just got out of college. He's even, he, even if he's a doctor, right? He's a doctor. Yeah. He just got out of college, 32 years old, got a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Boom. Fucking expert. Right. Well, even, even, <laughs> even like these older doctors that are like, you know, 60 or 70 years old and they just like get on the, you know, the, the paleo train and whatnot. And it's like, this has basically been a blind spot for you for your entire career. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you being a 60 year old surgeon or something like that doesn't give you like any kind of credibility. You're basically in the same camp as the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. Life's funny that way, right? Because it's like, <laughs> it's okay, right? It's okay that you had a blind spot all your life, right? Yeah. But the problem is that our current medical system and just overall health, you know, industry, it, it, it's like, it, it needs to give you like a prescription or like a thing to do and that this is it. Even though I've had this blind spot for 40 years, you still should avoid cholesterol because we've all known for many years that cholesterol is bad. You know, versus like, well, like you said, oh, okay, there's this correlation that maybe people with higher cholesterol have more heart disease, but we're not really sure about it. You know, we're going to keep exploring and researching. Like, you don't get that sense, right, from the medical industry or even science industry in general, right? It's just like, no, trust us. Like, we know, right? That's really, (laughs) that's what's really fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. So you got into race stuff and, uh, you know, you brought up that fish oil. I just remembered that I was going to say... um. That's what I like about it because re- reading that fish oil experiment, uh, the, the article, what is it called again? I forgot. You said the great fish oil experiment, I think he says. I, I need to like find, that's the one that wasn't convincing, but. <laughs> well, I... Whatever one it was that where he talked about um, how they used to use uh, linseed oil, which is now flax oil. Right. For, that for, was, that was also. For varnish on houses, you know, th- and then I, I went, I remembered I Googled that years ago on YouTube. It might st- still be up there. And there was like a, a news report of like some house burning right. down. Yeah, yeah, you seen yeah. that? You yeah, seen that? I saw that. Oh, yeah. See? And I remember like thinking like, isn't like you like you said, it allows you to make this thing of like, yeah, why do we eat that if this shit is flammable on houses, right? It's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. But again, you know, he didn't he didn't say he just says, Yeah, they used to use it as a varnish. And I find that so kind of eloquent, you know, it's like, hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, because I mean, how many people you know now that put flax oil in everything in their smoothies every day? You know, and just because they they, they were told like this is it, this is this is what you should use, yeah. do it. Well, and like a, like a varnish, the reason like why it has that property is because it like it kind of like hardens as like a kind of resin. It's there to protect the wood, mm-hmm. and so like yeah, when it oxidizes, that happens, and that's why that happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's kind of. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, just the fact that you, like, it's just, 
so flammable that it's just like just interacting with the air it will like spontaneously combust fucking fire (laughs) (laughs) it's got to be good for you but they said steve they said it they said it that it helps (laughs) yeah but we also got to be careful about like not making assumptions about like things that are the same way on the outside as they are on the inside Mm -hmm. i got two examples of that so one is like the classic uh like vegan vegetarian thing like saturated fat you know it's just like pouring a bunch of oil down your <laughs> down your drain or something like that because when it gets cold you know you put like cold water it's going to harden up and then it's that's what it does in your arteries and it's like of course. okay that's not what actually happens because like also if i just like shove a bunch of broccoli down there the same <laughs> thing happens so like what's your point uh it's funny man <laughs> but then uh jack cruz will do the same thing he will say, uh, you know, sugar. You get like some maple sugar or something like that, and you, or like soda maybe, uh, and you set it, you know, you spill some on your countertop. And then mm-hmm. what happens, like, after you like leave it for the day, it like hardens. It's all sticky. And that's yeah. what's going to be inside your body. Yeah, that, that glycation. <laughs> it's going to glycate all your proteins. And it's like, that's not what actually happens in your body. Oh, man. Yeah. That's funny, right? We've, it's because There's a whole different like biological system in your body. Oh, it's so interesting, man. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it's because those people are just tired of like rehashing um, scientific studies, so they try to come up with these stupid, you know, analogies? <laughs> yeah, they're like metaphors. Yeah, like analogies. And I mean, yeah, that's the, um, it's it's a great way to get your point across to help people think about things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like metaphors are are really powerful. I like to use them in a lot of ways but you just got to be careful um that because like every metaphor is only a metaphor there's if it was the same thing then it would yeah be the same thing it's still not the real thing like i can tell you all the metaphors for you know having great sex right but it's like until you experience it right it's just not going to be the same thing yeah oh man so did you when you got into his work and started you know getting more i mean nobody's ever convinced you know what i'm saying but at least you know hearing out his uh point of view did you did you try the kind of traditional repeat you know what people think is the repeat diet or whatever have drinking you know what is it like three quarts of milk two quarts of orange juice (laughs) no seriously so so what actually ended up happening is i was reading his stuff you know doing like the jack crew stuff and then you know, there's like this dietary clash basically. And I'm like, you know, Ray stuff is like very convincing. Um, and I just didn't know what to do. Like I basically became like, like diet, like a dietary nihilist. Like I was just like completely like agnostic. I didn't know what to do. And so for a while, I just like didn't care. I was like, all right, I don't care anymore. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna eat burritos at work. Um and drink and drink soda because you know, Ray Pete and uh <laughs> and you know, I got like my raw milk. Um So you just have like a reason for everything that you're doing. Like yeah, I'm doing this yeah. because he said this, but I'm also not doing that because he said not to do that or yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I gained a lot of weight. Mm. Um, just eating whatever you mean not really focusing yeah. on anything yeah mm-hmm. um, and eventually I did because uh, I didn't I didn't know what to do like I was like <laughs> you know I wanted to like um, 
I was like, man, it was so much easier when I was like living with my parents because then like my mom would just make the food. I didn't have to like make these decisions. That was the problem is I still have to make a decision about what to eat, but I don't feel confident about anything that I'm eating or like what I'm doing with my diet overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, plus yeah. there's d- d- different, plus, you know, I mean, whether you like it or not, American culture is very much so centered around food that's prepared already you know what i mean like the the tv dinners and stuff you know i mean when i was growing up in russia i remember what movie was it It was some movie with sylvester stallone maybe i think i can't remember but one of those cheesy 80 movies you know 80s movies where you know they show kids opening up the tv dinner and if the food is like you know they got the green beans you got the mashed potatoes here i mean looking at that as like a kid that's never seen that was like it's like dude this is fucking crazy. This is awesome. You know, like I can't wait to do that. And then you move here and you try it and you realize the food is so fucking bad. Like it's so awful. Yeah. It's never good. But you know, it's centered around, you know, that ready food, you know, fast food, even even the healthier stuff, right? It's still like, like you know, like a lot of people consider like Chipotle, like a healthier stuff. And that's yeah. fine. Like, you know, so people, you know, are ready for food. And I think you probably were just like, grabbing and going right instead of like sitting down and like cooking food and like preparing something and like doing a salad and doing this whereas a lot of cultures like yeah that's what your mom did or your wife did or even yeah. you did yeah i mean a part of it too was like at the time i was working a job where i was like 12 hours a day of like manual labor for oh, like fuck. months on end yeah. and so i just didn't really have like the energy to do any of that um or you know to make like good decisions you know it's really hard to like make a good decision when you're like incredibly tired and just like worn out and stuff like that. So, Definitely. uh, so yeah, that, that proceeded for, for a while. Cause I was also, you know, cause so like the paleo and like Jack Cruz and, and bulletproof, like you said, you know, they like the, the fat. Mm-hmm. And so I also read Denise Minger's like low fat in defense of low fat mm-hmm. article. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that made me like really reconsider stuff about, uh, you know, doing low fat and and high carbohydrate. And you know, I tried doing, because uh, the the Walter Kempner like rice diet is just like basically just rice and sugar. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. And, fucking and crazy. the problem, <laughs> the problem with that is like just eating plain rice with no salt. It's not tasty. No, no, not at all. So no. I struggled to like do that. <laughs> um, so you tried and, that diet for real? You tried the the rice uh, diet very like half heartedly for like a couple days or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. So I, yeah. So at that at the time, I was just I didn't really know what to do, and uh. I ended up getting into like the the vitamin A deficiency diet stuff, mm, mm-hmm. and so like the basically what you do you just eat rice uh, with meat, and that ended up working for me. Mm. So you lost um, a lot of weight, or what do you mean by working? I didn't lose a lot of weight. Actually, most of my weight loss came while I was in Russia. Uh, well, of course, <laughs> surprise, surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, yeah, I got, uh, you know, a half dozen different ideas for why that is. But, um, but yeah, I, d- I did lose some weight, mm-hmm. but I was keeping steady at like a certain level. I think like 
like in America, like it's just like natural to gain weight because like you're so there's like so many things to worry about and you're stressed and you have to like deal with everything. So in a way you're kind of like almost like physically like armoring yourself by like creating like this extra mass. And also like the fat's supposed to be like, you know, people would say like it's, it's protective for like stress and whatnot. So basically you're just like armoring up to like deal with like this American lifestyle. But Mm -hmm. when I was in Russia, my lifestyle was very different. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt, you know, like there was a lot of like potential and I didn't have anything. I didn't have like lots of stuff to worry about the kind of, you know, the, the, you know, just, uh, you know, at camp, I was basically just like a babysitter for kids. Yeah. You know, compare that to like my jobs that I have in America. (laughs) It's way less stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're learning a lot of stuff. Your, your brain is working all the time because you're thinking about things and, learning new words and then and then when you're on your free time you're probably traveling and seeing stuff so you're definitely yeah. i mean for sure the walk that's one of the wor- most fucked up things about america is the the walking culture just walking and just public transportation is so fucked up here and don't tell me about san francisco it's not the same thing go fuck yourself okay and <laughs> uh, new york it's not the same i mean yes maybe new york is like the one city in america where people actually walk but it's yeah. still so so different, you know, because you have yeah. you still have the taxis every everywhere, like all the time, right? It's it's not that long. I mean, well, like I said, people definitely it's definitely a lot closer to what like a European culture used to be, where you just walk a lot, right? And like you want to go to the store, yeah, let's go. You walk down. Whereas in America, it's like you want to go to the store, walks to the to the uh, door that leads to the <laughs> garage, sits inside car, yeah. opens garage, drives. Parks as close as possible to the wall to yeah. the Walmart, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, and then like and th- and and also I remember like living in Ohio, people would like, um, people would drive around in a parking lot and I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" They're like, "I'm looking for a close parking space." I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah. It's literally thirty seconds extra, literally. But that's one thing that's culturally, like you said, you know, it, it it's just I, not I think not a just part like... of the culture you get into like this this mode you know when you're driving and stuff like that you're completely different like your relationship with the world because i mean yeah like i'm aware of that and i i'm critical of other people for doing that but i still find myself doing the same thing like mm-hmm. it's like i want oh, to get like, the, the closest spot for sure and me, the re- too. And, me too yeah, yeah it's because it's like it's all about efficiency and mm-hmm. optimizing stuff mm-hmm. Um, whereas like, yeah, if you're just like walking around and like interacting with the world, it's no problem at all. If like someone like is like kind of like walking in your way or like they like slow down or something like that while you're walking, like it doesn't matter at all. But you know, somebody wants to go like two miles per hour slower than you on on the highway or something. That's a problem. Yeah, man. Yeah, like you said, I- I'm guilty of it too. It's just, uh, it's it's a it's like it's a thing built upon a thing upon a thing. You know, it's not like, yeah. like I said, it's not like anybody's encouraging like don't walk. Of course, everybody's always talking about you should walk more and do this more. But there's a lot of reasons for it, like you said. You know, just just having houses, for example. You know, yeah. when I grew up in Russia, I've never seen a house. We lived we lived in apartment buildings like everybody yeah. else does, right? You live in, in in an apartment building, so that means you have to get out of your apartment, go down the elevator, walk outside, and then go where the fuck you're going. If you want to go take a bus, it's not right outside your your door. You know what I'm saying? You gotta like walk to the bus stop and then walk back. Whereas here, you have a home. Like I said, opens the garage, drives in, gets out. Yeah. 
on the couch and then back to it, you know? So yeah. it's just a different the problem, lifestyle. The problem here is that yeah, like everybody else also has a home mm-hmm. with, you know, a huge yard and house and everything. And then exactly. it's like, yeah, you're living in like a city with like a, so multiply your house by like a hundred thousand times. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, now you can't get anywhere because like even just a gas station, like a convenience store mm-hmm. is like a, five or ten minute drive away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's true there's a lot more space you know where people go yeah you know there's a lot of reasons for it too yeah man oh yeah like yeah it's a, a huge issue <laughs> <laughs> so cool man so what else um so did you like i said did you try doing high milk diet high orange juice diet did you try doing that for, for <laughs> impl- implementing some of those ideas from ray um so it's kind of I think that like doing that that kind of like the the peak meme peating diet <laughs> uh I think actually is something that you would do after fixing your problems like mm. your metabolic problems and stuff like that because I noticed that when I came back from Russia and my metabolism was a lot better I I lost all that weight and stuff like that I was able like a lot of the things that I was doing, I had more success with. Like I was noticing that, that they worked better for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's yeah, interesting so. thought, you know, like for example, with milk, I mean, again, uh, did you notice milk was kind of big, pretty popular in Russia? I mean, there's a lot of dairy products. I feel, you like. know, I didn't have a lot of milk and I think that's actually one of the things that contributes to my, my weight gain here. Yeah. Because you have access to a lot of milk that you're constantly drinking all the time and cereal and all kinds of stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'd, so all of my weight gain has basically come after I started drinking raw milk. Mm-hmm. And at first, you know, it was really, actually, like, I just, I just like grew muscles mm-hmm. from, I was doing like, uh, like the Matt Stone, like, rarf diet or something like that like refeed or something like that but yeah you basically just like eat whatever (laughs) yeah what it is (laughs) that's all it is like yeah so you just like eat and and for me that meant because i was doing paleo so i was doing paleo and then i was like all right i'm gonna do this like matt stone thing so i got my raw milk and i started eating like oatmeal and putting like butter and like maple syrup in that (laughs) oatmeal and and yeah like i just like i grew yeah like my my uh (laughs) my buddy at work you know because i didn't work for a while and i saw him he's like man it looks it looks like you like ate like the old steven or something (laughs) so you got thick with three c's thick yeah i did because yeah, i mean man. yeah like i i grew a lot of muscle but there was also fat, fat. as well yeah and that's the com- same thing i was just gonna that's what i was share my experience too yeah with milk it's like i love milk uh we didn't have a lot of milk in russia but it, it's definitely part of the diet like tvarok which is like our kind of version of cottage cheese is very popular especially amongst like weightlifters or whatever people who are into fitness and stuff um yeah, but again, it's like limited amount. It's not like, you know, you're drinking a half gallon of milk like Matt yeah. Stone recommends or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, but definitely like when I drink milk, I get thick, you know, and I just get, <laughs> like you said, you get the muscles, but like you, you get fat too, man. Yeah, you definitely, yeah. it's a growing boy food. So I have, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure the, like the hardcore Ray Peters would probably have some 
very intricate, inter- interesting explanation of um of explaining why you know like, like well, I think or, like yeah you need to like eat like low fat milk is what they would say yeah but you know I've tried that and I still yeah. get thick and then I try just Me cutting too. milk out completely not the same yeah I I think. I don't know. I I kind of feel like there's just like something about like the food environment in America. Like you can, you know, get like the most organic biodynamic stuff you want and it's still not going to be as good as as something in a country that is much more, uh, you know, cares much more about its food supply. Yeah. Um, just because like it's not, you know your one farm here is like part of an entire like ecosystem and not only that but it's also in the electromagnetic frequency as everything else you know if we're going to say that that's affecting stuff then you know it doesn't really matter if you're like growing stuff biodynamic if it's having to to deal with the electromagnetic yeah. pollution that everybody else is well where do they get the seeds right who gave them the seeds monsanto and then they put and then they grow in them you know organically it doesn't matter <laughs> right it's like yeah, it's 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 interesting. You know, people say that a lot with uh, wheat, right? Like they'll they'll go to Italy and they'll have pasta there, and they're like, "Wow, it tastes so much better, and it's makes you feel less bloated." But it's true. It really is fucking yeah. true. It tastes so much better, and it yeah, really one, does one make my, you feel yeah. less bloated. <laughs> one of my favorite like breakfast meals whenever I'm over in like Europe or Russia um, is having the. It's like chocolate. It's like pan au chocolat. Like I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I never took French. So, but yeah. So you have like this like chocolate bread and like a like a pastry and coffee. Yeah. You just have that. Like I I remember being in Germany, and I was like standing outside of a cafe once, and I saw some girls. You know, it was like eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and I would see these girls going, and they would order that, and I was like, oh, that's their breakfast. So I tried yep. that, and I was like. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's <laughs> yeah. very low protein, so like you'll be hungry in a couple of hours, but it's yeah. still it's it's very like I've had it a couple of times and it's been like almost like euphoric. Like yeah. you just feel really great. Um Yeah, it's yeah. true. But, but that's something that I would probably never try to do here. <laughs> I don't even know like where where would I get that kind of stuff? Like Starbucks is not the same. <laughs> no, no, Starbucks there's not no, even like, close. <laughs> no, like yeah, Starbucks there's like everything is just like drenched in like greasy fat. Like it's you can't order like pastries that they warm up and then they you know they taste better because they're warmed up, but it's not even close to like a croissant that's made, you know, like you said in the morning in that fucking bakery or whatever or in the coffee yeah. shop. But that but still, you know, like Quantity still matters because, you know, people will say that about Italians, right? They'll be like, oh, they're not fat because, you know, look look at all the pasta they eat and all the bread they eat and, you know, they're not fat. And I've been in Italy a bunch and, um, you know, how they eat is they wake up, they have their coffee with, with a croissant, like you said, or some sort of pastry. And then they're not eating all fucking day until dinner time and then they'll eat a big giant ass dinner and then yeah. they go to sleep. And that's it. That's usually how they eat. So, yeah, you know, same it, thing with the French too, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's very, you know, kind of European kind of thing. So, you know, it's it, they're not having their – because a lot of people here will have a Starbucks coffee and a pastry and then a McDonald's and then they got lunchtime. So they'll have a little, you know, lunch and then they'll have another, yeah. right? So it's like, you know, you guys are – you're not really eating the same way. You just think you are. You know, you're eating some of the same foods, but it's not the same. Yeah, that was one of the differences because, 
here, like I'm really, I, I'm eating more like in anticipation, you know, because I'm like, okay, well I need to like eat this so that way I don't get like low blood sugar and, you know, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like my job, you know, cause I don't want to have to like pull over and then have to eat something. So I'm just going to like eat everything that I need to at lunch mm-hmm. because I, I don't have time to like take uh, a 45 minute break to, to have a snack or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like, I'm like basically forcing myself. I'm overeating. Whereas in Russia, that was actually one of the things that, that I experimented with. I mean, coming over from the flight, like I was, I didn't want to eat anything just because I like the stress of the flight and just like the worry of travel <laughs> and, and going to a new place and stuff like that. Like oh, yeah. my, my appetite basically shut down for a couple of days. Yeah, and dude, so I very hours in the plane. You're just like, yeah, fuck everybody. <laughs> you yeah. want to just lay down and sleep somewhere comfortable. Yeah. And so like my, my appetite was very low. And so I just kind of like slowly just started eating more like at the camp. The camp was great because uh, you know, like they make food for you. Like I said, you know, it's really great meals. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, and, and also because like it was regularly scheduled, you know, like I knew I was going to be able to, so if I like ate, if I didn't quite eat enough, it's okay because like in 90 minutes we'll get like a snack and I'll eat then. Mm-hmm. So I was eating a lot smaller portions. Yeah. And also I experimented because a lot of the kids too, you know, just like, using their like uh their child intuition um (laughs) a lot of them they would just you know because they're picky eaters they would just be like uh i don't like this food or i'm only going to eat this you know so the entire plate they're like only going to eat like the mashed potatoes or something like that and then they go and like put everything up there and it's like (laughs) and so it's basically just wasted and i mean like I, you know, obviously we didn't stop them. And so I just like kind of like took that as like an example from, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and, and just be more judicious about the food, like the amount of food that I'm eating Mm -hmm. because like, and it's just circumstantial because like I said, uh, you know, you're at the, the cafeteria and they're making food for you constantly. So, uh, so yeah. I think that was part of why I I had less food is because how I'm portioning stuff here is different. Of course. Did you see any um, vending machines there standing around with Mountain Dew and uh, Doritos? Not really, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Like you're bombarded with food here. You just have vending machines everywhere, yeah, exactly. right? You have a fucking red box next to a vending machine, the Seven Eleven, and you just have you're bombarded with food and it still matters right if it's there like you're gonna eat it you know plus you're stressed out because you hate your fucking job and you have and then you're you know you're having a bad relationship you know it's just like so food helps but it's true you know i mean at the end of the day yeah the the matt stone way of eating is that'll make you fat (laughs) (laughs) right and i mean let's and I see a lot of people, you know, talking about, oh, being fat is healthy and stuff like that, you know, because mm-hmm. it helps you deal with stress and, and uh, you know, we got to have our thick girls to to make healthy babies <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, that's and true, though. Like, <laughs> I think that that's like that's correct to an extent. Um, I have like a, a very particular way that I phrase this. And so I haven't reviewed 
like what I've written about that. So I'm not going to try right now, but mm-hmm. basically like I think like the, the fat is, is an adaptation, you know, like being, having this extra fats and, and mass and stuff like that. Uh, that doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, it is like, we should just like see it as a step. Uh, and if you just are always just like fat for the rest of your life, then, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you only like healed yourself part of the way. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's so cliche to say moderation or to, to say like be have balance. Right. But it's also like, you know, if you're too, if you're ripped all the time, which you won't be ripped all the time because you eventually crash somewhere or somewhere. Yeah. You know? That's also not healthy. But if you're a fatty fat all the time too, it's not good. You know, it's kind of that like sort of try to be in the middle, right? If you're too much of either, it's not going to work well. But yeah, we definitely have an obsession with uh, being shredded. Do you think a lot of people just give up? You think they just kind of go fuck it and they just go full like, I don't know, John Candy style, you know what I'm saying? Just just get so fat and just not give a fuck. Do you think it's like a, <laughs> a mental thing or do you think it's, um, you know, some, something in the food? Um... <laughs> well, yeah. So if if you're if there is like somebody that that has yeah used to be like ripped all the time and stuff, and now they're not. Uh, it you know it's probably because they are running on like stress hormones, mm-hmm. and once they kind of like took the their their foot off the pedal, you know their body can relax and now they don't have those stress hormones to 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 compensate for that i definitely think it's true with my experience you know and with experience working with some clients too that yeah like you said uh, chicks are this happens to chicks a lot you know because they're so obsessed with well yeah there's like yeah like there's the the, like the mystery of the babushka (laughs) you know because you'll see like these gorgeous you know thin young women in in russia and a lot of the former soviet union and they just like transform into into the babushka, you know. Babushka, the babushka. <laughs> there you go. I gotta correct you on the accent, bro. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's difficult when I uh, when I see the word, but I don't really hear it. Yeah, pronounced but hey, yet. I mean, listen. If you start, most Americans start speaking with like they say the words, but they say the accent wrong. And dude, it's still oh, going to yeah. be very impressive. It just doesn't matter. You'll just, over time, people will correct you and then you'll just get the accent. Yeah, that's, I always like to do a Yagavaru Ruski Harasho. Harasho. Or you can say Chuchut. You can say Chuchut. Yeah, yeah. That's a joke. I'm I'm like accentuating that for comedic effect. Ah, I see, I see. Well, you know. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, that happens with girls. I mean, it happens with guys too, man, because those body, oh, those yeah, like yeah, fitness totally. guys that, you know, like well, to get all the, shredded. All the big like lifters and stuff like that, they all got big bellies and, you know, For they're just, sure. just thick. Yep. Like there's nobody, yeah. So. I think there's a lot of truth to that running on stress hormones. You know, it's an idea that really is bounced around a lot and repeats stuff. But I, from my experience, it's kind of true, man. It's kind of true. yeah. I mean, I I don't really have, I don't feel like I have the answer for that yet. It's just something that that I think about a lot, and I you know I observe it in other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, like I said, to me, it's kind of like a mystery. Like why why does this happen? You know, like and 
some people would say that it's basically like at some point you just like break down, you know, you just get too old and like the youthful hormones aren't working anymore. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like why, why did the youthful hormones work in the first place? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thought, right? So, yeah. So what's your relationship with food now, man? Is there anything that you, you know, is it, is it easier to say what you avoid maybe than it is to say like what's included in your diet or is there, if there's anything at all that you avoid? Um, lately I've been doing a lot of eggs, mm-hmm. uh, for a while, like, or a couple of weeks ago, like they just like tasted amazing. Like my body just always craved eggs. Like I would like eat something and then my body would be like, that was great. But you know what else would be great? An egg. <laughs> um, and like now I kind of like, I've, I've sated that craving uh, mm-hmm. But I'm just kind of like going with it because right now it's basically egg season. Like all the chickens have started laying again, stuff like that. So I'm like, well, maybe it's because like it's like, you know, like this new, you know, um, you know, a blossoming, yeah. you know, it's egg season, basically. All the chickens started laying. Something in so, the air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I'm experimenting with right now, which is actually kind of it's anti-repeat because, you know, that's like the... Too much poofa? The, right. You're only supposed to have two eggs a day. Oh, no. I had three today. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I'm kind of... Well, it's funny he says I, I, that, right? Because I've heard him. I've also heard an interview where he said, oh, when I'm in Mexico um, and they're having tortillas and fruits, I'll I'll have four or five eggs. And, and um, sometimes, though, sometimes I wonder if Ray... I know he keeps up somewhat, you know, with the times. But sometimes I do wonder how much he keeps up with the current, you know, where things are headed these days. Because, yes, there's definitely, like, if you go to Ralph's or Kroger, I don't know what you guys have in in Colorado, but, you know, the basic generic supermarket, those cheap eggs, yeah, they're, like, so bland. They're so white, right, and they taste super bland and they're awful. But you can definitely find – I mean, they're $10, like, you you know, like we were talking about earlier. It's too expensive. But you can definitely find like pasture-raised eggs from chickens that actually run around in the woods and you know picking bugs and have a you know a, a variety of food in their diet. So it's like I do wonder if he is aware of those things. Like you know you can you know because I, I don't know if it's like a economical thing that he doesn't recommend. Like oh go and buy the best pasture organic eggs you can. So he just recommends just saying he just says have two eggs right instead of like recommending yeah. the best eggs. I, I don't know why he does that. So. I don't know if you have any ideas. Um, yeah, so like another thing for him was that the eggs, like all the bioavailable protein, would basically give him reactive uh, hypoglycemia. Like he talked about, like almost like fainting mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. the from the low blood sugar. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm I'm experimenting. I'm trying to see if it actually like whenever I do have low blood sugar, that. I have an egg and it actually fixes that hmm. because I think that like the choline in an egg and a lot of the other vitamins will actually help your liver create energy. And so that will fix the blood sugar problem. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like one of my ideas that I'm kind of experimenting with right now. Um, a lot of people are aware that like eggs increase your insulin, to, right? A lot, like more than other foods. 
you, you, you know, right. That's that? because of like the, the bioavailable protein. That's why that happens. So that's why that happens. Yeah. And so th the thinking there would be that that means that you're going to be hypoglycemic faster than if you were to have some whatever chicken breast or beef, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like any, any kind of protein really would do it. I mean, that was, yeah. Um, crap. Oh yeah. You know, so about the PUFA. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So my feeling about like PUFA is that, you know, you should be like a, like PUFA maxing or PUFA minimizing or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, later in life. Uh, because if you're, you know, really, uh, you know, being anal about how much PUFA you're getting in your diet, you're not going to have like sardines and oysters and, and eggs, which are all like tremendously, uh, they have like so much nutritional value and particularly if you're in like the anabolic phase of your life, mm -hmm. whether you're still like growing, uh, you know, you're young and you're still growing, you're, you're like weightlifting, you're growing muscle, being an athlete, uh, or you're, you're pregnant or becoming pregnant. And as, as a man too, that's also important as well. Having those resources to, to, to donate, um, like if you're in that anabolic phase of your life, I think that the the nutrition density of those foods outweighs the PUFA. Like mm -hmm. once you are out of that phase of your life, you know you're older, like Ray, then then yeah, you can start to be a lot more concerned about mm -hmm. you know having less than five grams of a PUFA a day, or you know doing 1.5 grams of PUFA or something like yeah. that. Have you ever thought that maybe that's what happens naturally anyways do you know what i mean like because when you meet older people they usually just eat like some toast for breakfast right then they'll have yeah. some coffee or tea then they'll have yeah. some soup and then they'll just fucking go to sleep <sighs> and fuck in the middle of the day right <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much it for the day yeah yeah i mean i yeah that's pretty pretty simple i mean he talks about that too like these old people just living on like two slices of of toast and some coffee mm-hmm <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, there was that one um, what's that veteran that died like a few years ago that was honored by Obama, I think. Um, you know what I'm talking about? He lived to like 112 or 109 or something like that. And he oh. just had milk, corn, and, and uh, Campbell's soup. And also yeah. drank whiskey and also right. smoked cigars yeah, daily. Yeah, that's the, yeah, the funny thing about like the centenarians is like people, whenever people use a centenarian as like, a, like oh, this like – uh, like I saw one the other day for like raw, you know, like this, this person had like raw eggs and like raw meat uh -huh. and it's like, yeah, but she was like also eating toast and stuff like that. <laughs> like so, and, but it's like, you can find a, a centenarian that did anything for sure. <laughs> so like they can like, you know, be your argument for whatever. And you know, I can find a centenarian that like drank whiskey and, 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 uh, and coca-cola and smoked and yeah you know, chocolate is like everybody loves that that french woman right yeah. the chocolate one so i was like well she ate two kilograms of chocolate a week bitch yeah. so you should do it too right <laughs> i <Yeah>. love that <laughs> yeah and always uh being with like young men and stuff like that yeah 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 i oh, mean i don't know i guess at the end of the day it's just um you know not giving a fuck too much right or just kind of living doing your thing doing what feels good i guess but I mean, do you avoid vegetable oils and stuff like that, or you know, we're oh, just yeah. talking about eating McDonald's and all that though? So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, last night, 
um, I had a friend was doing some car work for me. And so I, you know, I was getting a meal, uh, buying a meal for him as, as a way of like saying thanks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so we got something from like a chicken place and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> no, actually not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had it. Everybody talks about really? it all the time. I never, it's, yeah, no. it's, I love. Yeah, I mean, it's there's it's always I, it, I really it, like there's it. like yeah. a couple locations in LA, and there's always yeah. a fucking line. And so I, I, I'm that I'm that I'm not that guy. Yeah, to, you know if those I was people. Buy stock in a, in a company of each Chick Fil A. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But you, you know because, those yeah, people. They're, they're there's always you're one of those guys, right? You'll stand in line for an hour for some something that somebody was like bro, you got to try this. This is the best hot wings <laughs> in the world. And you stand for an hour, right? And then you got them and then you try them and you're like, oh, it's so good. I give it 20 minutes and then I'm like, I'm so OCD, dude, or no, ADD, <laughs> um, that I'm just like, I can't. I, I don't want to stand for, I, I'll just go to McDonald's, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't so, have the patience. <laughs> and actually, yeah. Um, so what did you eat with your buddy? Well, these things are just like so fatty. Like, and I, same thing. I went to like this, um, burger place, like a, a craft burger place, uh, down by my brothers. And like, whenever I'm eating these, like, I almost like want to like throw up. Cause it's, <laughs> it, it's just, I don't know, like the, the sensation or whatnot, but like, you don't really feel like very like full or satiated, but like, yeah, this is like so fatty. This is burgers you're talking about? Yeah, a lot of burger places. Uh, yeah, you know when I eat like in and out every so often. Haven't had one. I don't. I haven't had one in the whole, you know, during the whole pandemic time or whatever. I haven't. So anyway, but when I do, yeah, dude, it's so good going down. But then like an hour later, you're just like fuck. You're just like, fuck my life. You feel so full after that stuff. And it's funny, right? If you made a burger at home and you just like cook yeah. it in butter and just have like regular, even regular bread, nothing, no like sourdough, whatever, you know, it t- it's so much easier to digest, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's got to be the oils then, right? That make people feel so awful. What do you think it is? I, I think it's, I think it's like, just like the amount, like everything is just like so greasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, yeah, like now I'm just like really, really sensitive to it, I guess. Like it, it never used to bother me like more than like a year ago. Um, but yeah, I'll just like have the, you know, go to like smash burger or something like that and oh, get like smash their, burger. their like mushroom and Swiss and it's just like so greasy mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just like super, super heavy. And so like, you'll feel kind of like, you'll feel full, but like in like half an hour it's like i still want to like eat something i don't feel like <laughs> i got like all the protein that i needed or something i don't know yeah yeah well burger places especially they're always like a little thin on their meat right and it's like this it's not the same like if you make it at home you can make a nice solid thick with three c's you know a little patty and all that yeah so when you so do you do like uh do you take vitamin e when you eat out or anything like that do you do anything special <laughs> <laughs> i i've never really found that vitamin e helped me very much mm-hmm. never felt any benefits from it no um yeah i i mean lately yeah i haven't i haven't really like done like a, a protocol for like eating out mm-hmm. uh i guess what i might 
do would be like maybe have some aspirin. Hmm. With food. Yeah. And it makes you feel like it digested better or what? Uh, it'll like block some of the effects of like the PUFA mm. and kind of like make your your blood run better. Mm. Are you one of those guys that takes it every day? No. Uh, I mean, like I'm still like figuring out how it works for me. Um, yeah, I'm torn about I, it, I right? Because yeah, there's a lot of people yeah. that take it every day, right? Like small amounts mm-hmm. of aspirin every day. I have that aspirin book. You ever read that one? A big, thick book. No, no there's a cool book. Uh, I, I'll send it to you later, you know, or people All can right. look it up. It's it's pretty cool. He goes from like the whole history of it, like, you know, the how they used to use it in Egypt and how the guy found, oh, yeah. found You heard about that? Yeah, how they... I think I... Yeah, I was looking up like the history of like aspirin one time and I probably came across yeah, it. But... It's like the book. I think if you Google it, it's like it comes up. So, you know, it's something... I think it's just aspirin or whatever. But it's kind of yeah. interesting, you know, and there's a lot of people that take it every day. But I'm torn, you know, like I don't know if it's my... Like, I think a l- there's, there's definitely a part of uh, Russian culture where people aren't really big on like like you know in america everybody's on something all the time like you're on serotonin ssris or you're you got you're on uh you know modafinil or you're on vivance or i'm on cholesterol i'm on statins in russia it's not like part of the culture to like it's not looked at like um it's not looked at as if as if it's normal you know if you're on certain prescription or drug or anything like daily you know what i mean so i have this relationship where like yeah, I've tried supplementing thyroid and all that, but like, I don't know if I want to take thyroid every single day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm dependent on it for my daily function. You know, and same thing with aspirin. I feel like, like, yeah, it's it may have all these benefits and stuff, but like, I don't know. I feel like there's something in me that's like, you know, I I want my body to do it without me having to be dependent on this external thing that does this for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. So a lot of my daily stuff is just like B vitamins and like magnesium. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like trialing different stuff here and there. And thankfully I've like found a lot of stuff that does, I do notice an effect. Like what? Uh, and that, well, there's, I, <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> several different things uh, that would take a while to, to go through. But I mean, I think there's a lot of people that are taking supplements just because like somebody said it was a good idea and not yeah. because there's an actual effect like you should really start your you know start taking supplements based on like well when i take this this happens mm-hmm. or if i don't take this then this happens and and not just because you know well this guy was talking about how th- this did that and and so it's a good idea to take it. It's like, yeah, but did you notice it did anything for you? <laughs> yeah, but Dave Asprey said CoQ10 gets my brain fired up, right? <laughs> That's so common though, right? It's like... Yeah, and so so vitamin E is, is one of those. It's where like I've I've never really like noticed an effect like for me taking it or stop taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. so if you could pick two that you noticed the most effect from, what would they be? Uh, only two. You, I'm gonna just, just supplements. Yeah, yeah, supplements. <laughs> or you know, whatever. I guess it could be over the counter stuff. Could be aspirin. You know what I mean? If I throw you on a Russian island off the coast of Siberia in the northern um, sea, there, <laughs> <laughs> what would you take with you? Uh, 
would it be the B vitamins? <laughs> uh, I mean, like specifically B vitamins, like the two like most beneficial ones for me have been B2 and B5. Hmm. Uh, but B5, is that thymine? What's B5? Pentathenic acid. Oh, pentathenic acid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thymine is B1. Uh, B2 is riboflavin. Um, mm-hmm. And the other supplement, I mean, that have been really helpful would be like methylene blue and iodine. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, you are, because so. Ray is not a big fan of iodine, right? He's, he doesn't... No, yeah, I know. That's like a big like uh, controversy in it. And I, I am kind of, I'm, I'm building a case for, uh, for it. Because actually I came back to it recently in the past few months because I was exposed to like uh, a different way of thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm kind of like, because I, I knew about iodine like back in like my bulletproof days. I have books mm-hmm. from like, like 2014, 2015 that I read. Like the, uh, actually I got one right here that I was rereading the iodine crisis Ooh. Mm-hmm. uh and then there's like the other one by like brownstein like iodine why you need it why you can't live without it so i'm rereading these to understand like why why didn't it make sense then you right. know because it because i did do it i i you know i i supplemented with iodine i didn't like quite do like the super high doses that other people do mm-hmm but it just never stuck with me. So why didn't it, why didn't it stick with me? Like what what kind of gaps in their reasoning? And so I'm I'm finding, uh, you know, things that I think are missing from from those iodine people, uh, the iodine doctors. And I'm also trying and, and yeah, also looking at it from like the Ray Pete perspective. I because I don't really see again like with uh, you know, explaining things, you know, Ray. Sometimes he'll talk about like the wolf Chaikoff effect, which is you become like hypothyroid after being exposed to, uh, you know, a lot of iodine. And even that's kind of like questionable because they're just like measuring TSH. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure if anybody actually like measured the actual metabolism of someone, if they were actually hypothyroid or if they just had low TS or really high, high TSH. TSH. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, because if you think that the thyroid hormone is basically just a delivery mechanism for iodine, then it would make sense that there's a high TSH because now we need to manufacture a bunch of thyroid hormone to carry all the iodine around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of like my, what, what changed this past time is that cause even these, these doctor, like these people that were like, are major like iodine boosters. They don't even frame it this way. They they talk about a thyroid hormone, but they don't say that maybe the thyroid hormone is there to to shuttle iodine around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we have the same idea for a lot of other uh, a lot of other things. There are proteins in our body that that take resources where they need to go. You know, like morally, Robbins talks about like seroloplasmin and and stuff like that. And so it's like, why can't we think of thyroid hormone this way? 
Is there something like what's like why is I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm still building. The, well, well this my argument. my relationship with iodine is like early like I've read a lot of stuff where it was it was always talking about the opposite of what race is. It was always talking about that it boosts horm- um, yeah boosts your metabolism, and I've had that experience, but. I can't say clearly because I was on a very low carb diet, but I was taking a lot of kelp. You know, it was like kelp iodine, and I got very fucking lean, man, very lean, and it did it, it yeah. worked. So, but again, I was I wasn't eating a lot of carbohydrates. I was like eating I don't I don't know around a hundred grams or something. Yeah. But it definitely, I definitely noticed a boost in my you know like I'd sweat a lot more in the workouts and blah blah blah. I got a lot. I got very lean doing that. Yeah. You know what else? was different about Russia for me is that I was supplementing with iodine every day consistently yeah. <laughs> consistently oh yeah you, like the droppers or what the, the little yeah I was putting it on my skin yeah, I just it's had like very... four in Russia four it's like everything like oh you're you're well yeah that's, you yeah, that's the thing it, yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's very... I mean it wasn't even that but yeah I did I did have that that um I, I saw that yeah i saw the kids you know they have the i think it's povidone or whatever that mm-hmm. they they you know if you get like a scratch or something like that you, you go to like the nurse yeah <laughs> it's yeah. the first thing they do yeah. yeah and so yeah it's like these people don't have a problem with it like i, I don't know it's just something one of those those interesting interesting things um but yeah so so in my opinion ray so Ray talks about the Wolf Chikoff effect. We covered that. And he also talks about this other thing. And I have yet to really track down um like some some text for this, because he always mentions it like in in like interviews. Uh this that the iodine is supposed to uh like the oxidize like have like long range deteriorating effects on the thyroid tissue mm-hmm. and i've I've been trying to like kind of like half heartedly i haven't like done like a full like deep search for that stuff yet um so those are like the two things that he says but so my problem is if we can explain why people feel good from doing like low carb or like why they feel good, uh, you know, supplementing fish oil, you know, short term, you know, because stress hormones and, you know, fish oil is like anti-inflammatory, mm-hmm. you know, it's like blocking inflammation. Um, then why do people feel good on iodine short term? Uh, and like, why would they crash later i don't i've never heard anybody explain like why that should be the case yeah me neither man it's a good question so there you go if somebody's out there maybe they can reach out <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure if, if uh i haven't really had like the time to 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 dig up this this stuff yet so if anybody wants to contact me they already found that stuff then then please send it to me mm-hmm. uh because yeah i just i i, I want to understand all of it, that argument so that way i can you know 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 what it's about there you go oh yeah my man um doing about two and a half hours here with you huh (laughs) (laughs) yeah and where can people send you your stuff where can contact you uh i mean they can send it to my email at s-b-u-s-s-i at live.com or my instagram account steven.boosinger 
Oh, it's Boosingers. It's not Bussinger. I thought it was American. Yeah, I know everybody gets that. Yeah, everybody oh, gets it wrong. Oh, so you say like <laughs> Boosinger. Oh, look at you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your dad from? Uh, what's I mean, the, he's, he's the... American. Well, yeah, but I mean, what's the uh, what's the origin of that last so name? The, you the know? Boosinger name is from Switzerland. Switzerland. Wow. Yeah. Have you been? Nope. I was going to go uh in 2015 i was like in that that area of europe and i didn't go because it was kind of like the end of my trip i didn't have a lot of money and a good thing because it's fucking expensive dude it, it's yeah, like exactly like the like, only way to get there was like trains which are like 80 francs which francs are like 150 fucking dollars it's just like it's everything i've been there a bunch i have a lot of close friends there that i met in college here and uh yeah, it's cool, but you know, it's almost like it's almost like this perfect land where everything is perfect. Like you know how we we here we're com- we here and in Russia and in many other places we complain about like oh I gotta go to the DMV like oh fuck my life you know like the DMV sucks. Like guess what in Switzerland it doesn't suck. It's okay. It's very fast, very efficient, <laughs> and they do everything on time. And like the whole all of it is like that. Everything is like so ideal, you know, like. The trains ride on time. People are fucking nice. They'll help you out. You know, I, I don't, it's, but it's almost like being there a bunch of times, I almost got this like feeling of, I'm like, maybe it's like too nice, you know? And because of that, <laughs> it's like a little boring, you know? Like, but there's definitely a lot of cool stuff there, like the chocolate factory and, you know, the mountains, obviously, and all that stuff. It's, it's a pretty cool place, of course, to visit, you know, like nature wise, it's beautiful. Yeah, that that reminds me of another point that I like to make um because in the in the nutrition sphere, you know, people talk about like particularly like paleo people, they'll bring up like all these examples of like these different tribes um in, you know, different parts of the world and like those all, all those tribes they're not European, they're not like white people. And so it's it's like okay, well, those people live in a different area and, like, with different environment. Um, so, like, why are we looking to them as a way to understand our past? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the Weston A. Price, like, that's one of the reasons why it's so valuable is because at that time there were still, you know, European peoples living very much like how they had for thousands or you know at least like hundreds of years yeah uh and the swiss were one of those people you know had like the swiss tribes up in like the remote mountains and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh because i mean yeah it's like uh they have they would basically just survive on like bread and cheese yeah you yep. know and so it's i was like okay good. now that that i can understand because that's <laughs> like in like my my context yeah but you know, eating all these uh, superfoods, uh, you know, like the acai berry <laughs> or whatnot. I'm like quinoa. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I don't know. I guess it it gives you the impression that like uh, you know, like Europe and America are just completely devoid of like any kind <laughs> of like superfoods. You only have to they have to go to some no, exotic. No, if you want to be healthy, you got to get the goji berries from the Himalayan mountains. That's the only place you can survive. It reminds me yeah. of that. Did you see that fucking show with Zach uh, Efron? Zach Efron. 
on no, Netflix. but yeah, on I've Netflix, heard about it a couple of times. And that yeah. fucking asshole salesman guy that he's with, I don't know his name, something Olean, something like that is the last name. But you heard about it? This show? Dude, it's fucking it's so funny. It's like it, it's I mean, um it's not on purpose funny, but it's funny because the, yeah, they go to these places and this guy is just like, oh man, this is this this nut, this is the one. You gotta eat this nut because this nut has so many healthy, you know, properties and th- and let th- this nut that nobody has ever heard of. And guess what? Wherever they are in Peru, those guys they eat it like once a year or something. Like you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah. this asshole from America that lives in Malibu, yeah. California tells me that this is like what we should be eating because it's the healthiest thing ever man those people like that <laughs> but it's really funny yeah and then zach afron is there like in a beanie he has like a beanie in every, like a different beanie in every shot like legit it's like a red beanie <laughs> and like a blue beanie you know he's dressed like the most california ever and he's just like whoa like every time this asshole says something like that he's just <laughs> like wow you know it's like what does that really mean you know like i could take you to some places in russia where people eat like I don't know, fucking bear testicles, like, and they're healthy. Yeah. Like, what does that really mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. know. It's, yeah, there's there's tons of like superfoods just like all over. You never even uh, you don't we don't need to be like going to these exotic places to find these. Um, a lot of it is like, you know, plant foods. It's always plant foods. Yeah. Because yeah. It's always because like, those guys are attracted to that sort of shit. Because it's not as cool to say like, oh, you got to kill this animal to get this. Although Paul Paul Saladino is trying that, but I don't think it's working very well. <laughs> you know, when he eats like a like a kidney and he pretends like it's good, like raw, he's like, mm-hmm. and then like the shot ends and he's like, bah! you know, like come on, you gotta tell me you really enjoy eating a raw kidney. Fuck off, just fuck off with that. Come on, you, seriously. I mean, you have you ever tried you ever tried like a you know? Ogenous? I've had raw raw liver. Yeah, I do raw stuff. Actually, yeah, raw liver is all right. You know. You know. I've had uh, like uh, sheep testicles. Oh, they're so at, chewy, dude. It's like a puck. It's like a puck. It's well, not good. You know, when you cook it, it has like this really kind of like sour taste. And so now I, I want to like try it raw to see. Because I think like when you cook <laughs> it, it gives it that sour taste. Dude, it won't be, it won't beat a McGriddle. I guarantee you. Okay, that McGriddle you had will be way better. I guarantee you. It, it, yeah. Yeah, they're not. It's not. I mean, look again. Like I eat it. You know, I eat beef liver regularly, but you know, I, I enjoy beef liver. Yes, but you know, it's also part of the Russian culture. Yeah. Kind of. You know, we'll call uh, it yeah, over, over time. Oh, really? It's just like a, a Russian dish. Pashtiet is, is, is the moose. Is the what do they call that here in English? What's the word? Oh, okay. You know, pate. When you, Pate, pate. We say pashtiet. That's the Russian. Okay. So that's very common. You can find that shit like everywhere. Pashtiet. There's there's chicken. Oh yeah, yeah. Beef one. That was that was one of the things I liked about about the the cafeteria. I'm gonna say it wrong again, but stalovaya. (laughs) Stalovaya. Stalovaya. There you go. There you go. Yeah. uh, There was so. Yeah, they they would just have uh, like liverwurst. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's like I can go into like just like you know this is like going into like a McDonald's practically and finding liverwurst. Mm-hmm. Like imagine that. And I bet not a single asshole was shooting it on Instagram and showing how cool it is, right? Because <laughs> it's just normal. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was one of the things that I that I liked about that. And they have like this like it might have been like 
like the the bee bread you ever seen people talk about that mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you you had some of that yeah, I think they wow. had some at the Stalovaya. Good Stalovaya, brother. That's good. No, that's my favorite part. You know, people like when I go back, like, and people want to go to like, uh, like you said, American restaurants in Moscow. Like, I don't do that. I, I specifically avoid that when I'm there. Like, yeah. if, if my friends, because, you know, like you said, like we talked about you know, earlier, it's always yeah. cooler to go the opposite culture stuff, you know, to do the opposite culture stuff. So my friends will want to go to like fucking Applebee's or whatever they have there. And I'm just like, no. No, I'm going to Stalovaya. I'm just going to like the cheap one, you know. And the cheapest one usually has the best food. It just tastes the best. I mean, if you know, if you like Russian yeah. food, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I used to feel the same way, except for I eventually developed this. Uh, whenever I go to like a European city, because there's like a lot of these like craft burger places, mm-hmm. and so I like to go and check out these craft burger places. So, I mean, like, even though it's, like, an American food because, you know, like, America basically made the, the burger famous. Oh, you mean, like, like uh, the fucking, what's his name? There's a rapper in Russia that started his own um, burger chain. Do you know what I'm talking about? What's his name? Maybe. I probably recognize it. I mean, there's, you there's probably several. would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, like, yeah. the Black Star one. Yeah, Black Star. And, that's, and, like, the like, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> that's I actually didn't like Black Star very yeah, much. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's 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 like about like the the experience or whatever yeah, because they give Justin you like the Bieber's black gloves. Fucking, yeah, and... yeah, yeah. I can't remember the fucking guy's name right now, but anyway, people will know. <laughs> yeah, but I think I'm trying to remember this one that I did like. I think it was like the Hero Burger or something like that. But yeah, that's just become like like my thing because I remember going uh, in a, like Hamburg, Germany, actually, and mm-hmm. finding like a really good burger place for sure. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's like my thing is like to, to hunt down these like craft burger. Oh, there was also another place that I tried was like Farsh. Farsh? <laughs> yeah. Which is, is like ground beef in ground Russian. Beef. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. But they like, it's like F-A-R in like Latin script. Mm-hmm. And then they have the, the, yeah, the Sha in, in the Cyrillic. It's not, sh- it's not a Sha. You know, there's two different ones, right? There's a Sh. Right, sh- yeah, I, I haven't. You, you, can, quite can you do the difference? Yet, Try it. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> like no. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I think the Russians will understand me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll go to those places too. Or like, actually, you know what? I figured out like a good like kind of like trick for people who are not used to is uh, I was reading this book called Lingo, mm-hmm. which is really fascinating. It's about like sixty different languages, like Indo-European languages and whatnot. And he talks about like his experience. This is a Dutch guy. He he talks about his experience learning Russian, and so he writes these. It's not the typical transliteration uh, that you would normally see, but like yeah, whenever you have that that special, sh, <laughs> he puts a a C H S H. That's how he. So that's kind of what I think of whenever it's like I do it. A mixture of those two. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you want that 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 really like high softer. I, I would say softer like thinner. Shh. Yeah, versus exactly. Shh, like Yeah, exactly. Probably yeah, like so having that right that, now. <laughs> having having that ch in front of it kind of just yeah. like puts you it kind of makes you do, it easier can, to do that. But can you do the ts like a tsalawat? Now that one is fucked up, dude. Because it's not a C. It it looks like the sh, but there's only two of them there. It's a tse. like a tsalavite to to kiss. Oh, oh like, or the word tsai. You know, tsai. Yeah, czar. You guys say z because you yeah. can't say tz. Yeah, tsar. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a tough one. Like we talked about, there's a lot of tough tough fucking words there. But you get it. 
You'll get it. So what's the plan? When are you going to try to go there again? You're going to try to? Or for now, you're just laying back and hanging in there? You know, I don't really know. But the, these past couple of days, I I keep having, like, visions in my head, like, fantasies of, like, oh, yeah. you know, Russian like, seeing. Just laying <laughs> over you. And you're just like, ah! <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, maybe, yeah, may, maybe, maybe it'll happen. Because otherwise, I was just going to be like, you know what? Fuck it just have to you know not worry about it but i don't know you know well, things... you just gotta try slowly not force it you know just try yeah. and apply for it and uh and then we'll get kyle to join in and then we'll have a nice great little orgy in moscow together <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun <laughs> yeah well yeah man so that'd be good so we'll do a boys trip one of these days um thanks yeah. for coming on brother it was a great chat we'll do it again yeah, sometime yeah if you, if you have some right. time <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Things you own end up owning me.